announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. That is a disgusting act. Hold on, you can't be you can't be talking to me when we're about to run. Yeah, we're on Lucha Outside the Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Yeah, they had a double thing in their in their bathroom, uh, double floor. Go ahead. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear. <laughs> the legend thriller is here in studio. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the stage chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man. Third man on the broadcast team. He is the analyst of the LOC. When it comes to Twitter, he's a straight shooter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I. That was a beautiful intro right there. I love it. I you love be, you better, you better bring it up. You better like, hey, what up, guys? I love it. I'm like Finn Balor. <laughs> you see, we all come up with gimmicks, and I usually come up with gimmicks for people on the fly. Can you come up with one for me, perfect. like, better than the old man Leo? Like, no, you're you? an old man Leo, bro. Oh, you're the old man. You're the old man. But Brian, you know, he is a straight shooter on Twitter. Yes, he is. Yes, he's he is. He's a straight is. shooter on Love Twitter. It. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar, and he's the mm-hmm. analysis of the LOC. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. LOC. Uh, Lucha, I got that name before I was permanent on the show, it. so there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? <laughs> How's it going? Ah, uh, here, Sunday. hanging in there. You know, we re- reunited once again like Voltron to talk about some wrestling. Oh, can I be the fat a one? plethora of wrestling. Yeah, a plethora of wrestling plethora, talk. Plethora, sorry. Hey, that's two <laughs> weeks in a row we've used plethora the right way. Yeah. yeah. See? Leo, what's Learn, up, bro? Learn, bitches. Oh, what? Leo, no, what's up, bro? I'm good, bro. Busy. Got my notes and shit. So, like an old man. <laughs> what do you Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got them highlighted <laughs> What? <stuff? laughs> What do you no, have? Not my soccer notes. I was looking at other stuff. Leo, right? we, so. what do you got on your notes? No, no, no. Um, Nothing you can share. Fuboleo um, plus uh, Paige. That's all I got. <laughs> ask me how much wrestling I watched this week. Well, we're not going to ask you. Look at, my, look at my notes for wrestling this week. No, I actually <laughs> did. I was watching uh, SmackDown. But, you know, my, my version of SmackDown. Go ahead. All right. Give me a minute, guys. Dale. Wait, wait, wait. You ready? Go. Hashtag it's rebel time. We can actually take that and turn that into like a little like. Pfft. I'm trying to get a sponsorship for Rebel. That's what I'm trying to get. Let's do it. Hashtag right. at Red Bull. Let's yeah. go. Start that. Trend listen, on if you guys listen to the show or watch us on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, at Rebel and tell them that the Lucha Outsider Show wants to get sponsored. You know yeah. what what they're doing? <laughs> I have another show called Fútboleo, but you know what Red Bull's doing in soccer? No, what? Real quick, and I know this is a wrestling no, no, pro no, show. Ahead. So what they're doing in soccer is they're actually buying teams and f- reformatting everything for them to be a, a like a commercial for them. So in other words, the New York Red Bull here in New York, 
They bought the franchise for the New York Metro Stars, and they changed everything down to the name, the stadium, the shirts, the sponsorship, and they've done that with like another 10 teams all throughout the, the world. So maybe they could do that with wrestling. What up, Red Bull? Where your door in? Just saying. Go ahead. See? We talk about soccer. <laughs> Leo. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to start oh, the show with, with not some good news. Oh, and man. it feels like that's been the trend. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I feel like for the third week in a row, we're starting off with something unfortunate. Yeah. Um. And this one, uh, I don't want to say it hit home with me, but... Uh, it it de- de- definitely did make me feel a certain type of way. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, Becky Lynch's pops yeah. passed away. She wrote a beautiful tribute on her Instagram, and I'm sad. I'm sad. This one, uh, mm-hmm. this one definitely hit me right in the feels. And mm-hmm. you know, I think for those that listen and watch us on Facebook Live and listen to the podcast, know how much I love Becky Lynch and how how yeah. I see her. Right. So. Just seeing her, you know, just a just, performer, not the person. I mean, like, no, no, we follow no, her. Don't get me wrong, she's a beautiful girl. No, no but I'm saying, but you follow her this whole thing, yeah. right? And I've been saying that she was a superstar before the the man gimmick and mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, just seeing that, yeah, when she had the little things, she had yeah. a, a baby recently, and now, unfortunately, her pa- dad yeah. passed away. It's just, it's upsetting. So, you know, my heart goes out to her mm-hmm. and her family, and you know, I just wish her the best. And it's just sad news, Ryan. Go, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, no, um, I saw that and I read, you know, really nice post that she put up, nice tribute to him. And I think the saddest part is that uh, in that, you know, whole entire paragraph, it said that he never got to meet his granddaughter. And uh, that sucks. You know, that's I I don't know, uh, I guess because maybe he's he doesn't live here or whatever, but that's just sad and, and, you know, uh, very unfortunate. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so sad. And uh you know, heart goes out to her and her family. Yeah. Now, my, my whole thing is, and I was reading the comments, I think it was on Instagram that I was reading the comments for that post. Um, the stupid-ass wrestling fans that take that post to ask her, so when you coming back to the ring? So mm-hmm. when are you coming? And like, hello, like, read the room there, retard. Um, go ahead, Mario. That was it, just that. That bo- <laughs> that bothered me. Yeah. Like, hello, she's, she's sharing, first of all, with the world and telling you that her dad passed away. Somebody aside, I think aside from your kids, that's like the closest link you're ever going to have to anything. And for somebody to say, oh, when are you coming back to the ring? Like, that's stupid, man. Well, that's wrestling fans for I you. I was going to say, no, don't fuck anything them. less from them. But, but why? Why? Do they get a pass <laughs> just because they like wrestling? No, fuck that. If you're doing some stupid shit, you should be told right to your face. Again, I go back to the guy that was told, don't put your arm around Bret Hart. And what does that fucker do? Hey, Bret. And puts his arm around Brett. You know what's Just worse saying. than that, though? And, and this is not going to happen anymore, especially with this. Oh, thank God. This is like the best thing that could happen to wrestling. When we going post-COVID. But <laughs> I mean, it sucks for us because we me- know how to behave. You remember some of, the, yeah. some of these creepy dudes that will be like holding these female oh, wrestlers like, yeah. like prom the pictures? Prom picture. like prom oh, pictures. Right, oh right. my God. Oh Why my God. would they allow that, though? That, yeah, yeah. See, like that's more on... Um, you know, like security running the event, I feel like, too, because, like, you got to be on top of that. Like, come on. It's just so fucking creepy, dude. Ugh. So if you're doing that, please turn off the show. I really don't want you associated with what we're doing here. 
and I'm looking right, right at the camera. And on, and on follow the Twitter page. Yes, please, please. Well, listen, guys. Speaking when it comes to these type of people, man, we we caught some heat on Instagram. It's all right. People were upset with me. Thank you to so, Instagram. So we're gonna <laughs> laugh. We're gonna laugh a little bit, you know. And you know, let's just try to make. This, it's not an easy transition, you know, talking about Becky Lynch's uh, pops pass away. But we're gonna try to transition. We're gonna laugh a little bit. Dale. Cause man, we gotta give out some congratulations this week, bro. Uh, we're gonna how start. Many, how many? So thirty nine. <laughs> we're gonna give. We're gonna give one to, a big one to AEW. All right. Yeah. Congratulations, you played yourself. We're also gonna give a, another big one to all the AEW diehard fans. No. Congratulations, you played yourself. And also, I'm gonna give one to myself. Uh, oh, you. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. My prayers are answered, Leo. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay, <laughs> Leo. And I, I feel like I'm talking to Speedy. No, no, fuck no, you, no, bro. No, because I've given myself congratulations before. But why? But I get. No, but I listen, we're gonna get to that one because that one's a funny one. Oh, we yours? Got, yeah. Okay, dale. So we gotta give one starting off to AEW. Yes. Now, are we still the, talking about the bomb? For the record, uh. for the record, I thought Revolution was a good to almost great show. Yes. I enjoyed it, and I told this to Ryan on our Instagram live post show that we were gonna start doing now for big shows. Nice. Great job, um, guys, by the way. I told Ryan, I'm jealous to everyone that was there live at yeah. Daily's Place. I wish I could have been there. Cause I thought the show was so good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was um it was kinda like a mountain. Like it took you like this. Like a roller coaster. Yes, that's what it mm-hmm. that's what it was. It that's was like I'm, a roller that's coaster. That's what I'm here for. It took you like this, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. the show was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought the main event was amazing. But but you okay, but uh, real quick before we get into anything else. In a show itself, you need that. You need that roller coaster. And and as a booker, you need to understand when to make it go up and then come back down. Do you guys remember um Triple H and Randy Orton when they were talking about like they had to follow the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? They inst- before the match even started, they gave themselves one of these. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. But, but Triple H has gone on record to say that maybe it should have been the other way around because you basically came to to a halt. The climax was done before the show. So I think with Revolution, and again, everybody's just focusing on one thing, which we all know what it is. But if take that aside, the whole show was good. It was enjoyable. It, it didn't feel like that long of a show. And that's what you want at the end of the day. So the main event God, was great. Damn it, I'm good at this. The Sorry. main event was great. And then unfortunately <laughs> Leo put himself over. They kept on unfortunately they kept on hyping that the ring was gonna explode. All right. Yeah. So we expected Like why would you put a thirty minute timer? <laughs> so the announcers were hyping it up during the match. They put so much emphasis on this explosion people thought that the ring was going to collapse we were going to get pyro fireworks etc etc whatever right that's what we thought we thought that we were going to get this yeah oh my god well guess what it wasn't that it was more like this okay wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you gotta get the noise of like a spark or like so <laughs> mox so kenny omega goes over the match was great yeah it the was good a great brothers match. Omega are beating the shit out of Moxley. They handcuff the fucking guy. And then this timer, this timer goes on. And it's like, not, it's not the Royal Rumble. It's this timer. Oh, my God. The ring's going to explode. Whatever. Eddie Kingston comes out, right? He lays on John Moxley, right? And keep in mind, they were paying a tribute to another uh, explosive match that happened. And I forget who was uh, involved in the yeah, match. Yeah, well, where they ended up all coming into the yeah, middle maybe, and the referee, Maybe Ryan too. knows. Maybe Ryan knows. So this happened. happened in New Japan, I think. No, it was Japan. maybe FNW or something. Okay. So yeah. 
Long time ago. So can, lays can, on can we like tweak into like the whole issue? Because to me, the Eddie Kingston took way too long in the ring. No, I no, no I, I didn't even have an issue with that. I had my issue with the whole. I thing mean, because we're we're gonna nitpick this. Because then again, my issue with the it. whole thing was whatever. The fireworks was a botch. The pyro was a botch. Yes, because we were supposed to get more, right? No, of course. When you when you're telling your audience, Cody had more pyro than that. Go ahead. The entrances had more pyro <laughs> yeah. than what, what we saw in the ring. <laughs> yeah. When you're telling your audience and you're hyping it up, yeah. over hyping it to the point you, better you have to deliver. And if yeah. if you always gotta have a plan B. If something goes wrong, you always got a plan B. So mm-hmm. you know what I would have done? You could you could break this apart. I like this. You could break this got apart it. so many different ways. Oh, but if you, something you, went wrong, you could have went this way. You know what you could have done? This is the easiest way what you could have done. Real quick. This, hold on. Hold wait, on, wait. wait. The, the fats. Nah, fuck It was Onika, Onika and Funk. FMW, you're right. Go ahead, Dali. That's all I need. Oh. Dali. So <laughs> this is no, because Leo likes to interrupt. No, people. no, trust me. Wait, uh, wait, Papi. Dali. Wait. <laughs> So <laughs> this is what I would have done. The second mm-hmm. the the pyros didn't go off, yeah. Have a referee run in there and tell Eddie, don't sell it. The pyros didn't go off. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, all right. you had to do. And yeah. the thing would have been saved. The thing yeah. would have been saved. That's it. Because then you would have turned over to don't like, hey, it. he fucked Eddie, up. Eddie, don't sell it. The pyros didn't go off. All you had to do is just have a referee jump on Eddie and tell Eddie, don't sell the pyro. Or the first one that checks to him. Because remember, you had yes. the referee come out don't first. Don't sell the pyro. Act shocked. Don't sell the pyro. The, they didn't go off. That's all you had to do. But no, you have Eddie selling like a schmuck. Nah. And and listen, credit to Eddie. Eddie. Um, I was going to say Eddie Edwards. Eddie Kingston. Because <laughs> he was so dedicated. Totally different. He was so dedicated nah. to try to make this work. So I feel bad for him. Yeah. I feel bad for Moxie. I feel bad for Omega. It, it was just, it was an unfortunate mm-hmm. situation. And we can make fun of it. There's a plenty of videos. We put out a funny video. Yeah. There's plenty of memes. Somebody put the Shockmaster coming through the like. The, it was a Shockmaster <laughs> moment. Do I feel bad for AEW? Yes, yeah. but they definitely do need to get criticism because they could have. They could have tried to. They could have cleaned it up. Did you hear what uh, what no. Moxley said right after? Mm-hmm. Did you get to hear that, Ryan? Yeah. Like yeah. again, that's the way. That's the way you should have finished the, the match. You know what I mean? Like okay, the pyro didn't go off. Then just have Moxley because he's probably thinking of that. Just have him say it and then fade to black. What do you think, Ryan? That's that's actually a really good point, though, because I, I didn't think about that. You know, poor Eddie Kingston's getting all this heat for selling it, mm-hmm. right? But, like, the whole entire time, his face is, like, down. Like, he's covering Mox, so he's not even looking up yeah. at all. So, like, he has no idea if this thing came across really, like, looking really well. Yeah. Or if it, it was a botch. Like, he had no idea. So I think a lot of people should pull back the criticism on him a little bit because, like you said, Mario, I mean, that's so true. They could have at least, you know, out of all the people they had, jump in the ring after and, uh, you know, save those two, I guess, or see how they were doing. They could have said, like, listen, you know, and it also starts at the top, too, with somebody like Tony Khan, who should have been in the ref's ear or in the commentator's ears and being Mm -hmm. like, look, it didn't come off good on TV. Don't sell this. Make it seem like it was like some type of you know um you know mess up or whatever right. you know yeah or just uh, say Ma- um, we're gonna go with the story that yeah. you know omega didn't build this thing correctly or whatever you know because you have excalibur on commentary too acting like the whole place just blew up and yeah. you, know, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can feel the heat from here they they could have <laughs> went so many different directions and they whatever you know they're, they're gonna learn from this and that moves mm-hmm. on to yeah. the next thing i want to talk about which is the aw diehards bro we have those now Congratulations, you played yourself. 
Y'all proved this week. Yeah. <laughs> y'all proved this week that y'all are just as bad as the WWE diehards yes. or even worse. Because yeah. one little fucking criticism about an ending of a pay-per-view. <gasps> you can't talk All about of a that. sudden, oh, you should be happy that they're still performing during a pandemic. I never said that I wasn't I wasn't grateful for that. <laughs> oh, the match was still good. The show yeah. was still good. What, eh, who, you know, it was just one botch. Mm -hmm. I never said that the show wasn't good or the match. Oh, was good. but the WWE. Oh, but the WWE would. <laughs> oh, but the WWE. Um, you know, whatever. But why were you even talking about WWE? This we're talking mm, about AEW yeah. here. Listen, AEW deserves all the criticism they got this week. Of course, but nobody's canceling the promotion. Nobody's shitting on the whole promotion. No. They made mistakes. Every promotion makes mistakes. They're of gonna course. learn from this, just like they've done mistakes in the past, and they learned from them too. Y'all wanna? Yeah, remember what was it like? It's almost two years at this. Uh, uh -huh. A year and a half. You remember the Dark Order debacle? Yeah. Remember how that ended dynamite and everybody was shitting on that? Of course. We gave them a congratulations on here. Exactamente. They learned from it. And look at the Dark Order now. The they're TNT of, title. They're one of the most over acts exactly. right now in AEW. The TNT championship. We gave them a congratulations yeah, for did. that. And look at the TNT champion now. A championship now. It looks better in black. They've <laughs> yes. they've yeah. done they've done yeah. mistakes. They've learned from it and they're gonna learn from this one. But whatever happened to Hey, take the criticism because that's how you learn. If if you want to be sheltered in this world and and say, hey, you know everything that you do is right. Everything you nah, like somebody has to tell you. You know what, hey, Leo? Maybe you're not posting as much as you should on Instagram. Or you know what, Mario? You're not using Twitter as much. Good job there, Ryan. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what it is about. You have to take the good, but you have to learn from the bad. I mean, I think Ryan, uh, you saw on Twitter, people were going crazy about that, right? Oh yeah. See you see you see the segue? See the segue? Yeah, see that's, that's <laughs> I love every time Twitter's mentioned, my name is mentioned right in the Well, that's why you're the straight shooter of Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. already thinking yeah. like a sharpshooter on like the Twitter bird. I'm saying, go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, any more thoughts on, on the whole AEW fan base when it came to this week? Because they, they showed how sensitive they are. Yeah, no, I mean I, I feel like we are some of the biggest AEW supporters too. Uh and you know, there's like a misconception of like if you if you support AEW I almost feel like certain people associate that with like you're never going to criticize them. But there are people like that that don't ever criticize them that yeah. are like huge diehard fans. But then there's people like us who love the company, support the company and, you know, stand with the company no matter what. But like also give them criticism when it's needed. And this was definitely a time when it was needed. Like you said, the Dark Order thing where they ended the year on that. That was terrible. Um the whole Matt Hardy thing recently with Sammy Guevara when he, mm -hmm. you know, was clearly concussed and they still had him continue. Uh, I could even throw it back to Brandy Rhodes's awful looking faction with Awesome Kong and Mel. And when they're cutting people's hair off, that was terrible. I but thought I, 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 when you said Brandy Rhodes, I thought you were going to talk about this, Ryan. Who the hell told <laughs> that too. No, that was actually a beautiful Brandy Rhodes set. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that honestly, that honestly could be for all the people that were uh, attacking you on your uh, your Instagram page. But I, but I ignore everyone, is, so it doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> every single time AEW has had some sort of debacle or something that's come off with such negativity, they've always rebounded and they've always learned from it, and they always cleaned it up nicely. And this is just another example of how they're going to have to do that. And honestly. You know, we'll talk about Dynamite, but I thought they did a fine job in 
explaining it. Yeah. It's yeah. over with. It's done with. Yeah. Let's move on. And, you know, that's the end of it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But um, let me uh, get... Real quick, I'm sorry. Rico Iglesias from the Ricans of Wrestling. AEW will learn from this. Hope for the best, but always plan for the worst. And also, Jose Gonzalez, Dimelo, what up, broski? Also from the Ricans of Wrestling. So, uh, shout-outs to them. And um, the heel marks, which uh, Daniel also gave, like, to the page. Go, Dali. All right. And this is why I'm giving myself a congratulations. Oh, okay. Congratulations. That's what I'm here you for. Played yourself. And you guys are going to laugh. I can't wait for this one. I can't wait. <laughs> this is why I'm going to give myself a congratulations. So, I'm excited for this. So whatever. <laughs> well, no, check this out. You guys, I promise you guys, you guys are going to laugh. So Got I'm it. giving myself a congratulations because I was like, whatever. The shit happened or whatever. So then the following day, I'm watching Raw, right? So I applaud WWE for trolling AEW with Bobby Lashley's pyro. Because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we're going to show you how pyro... Is doing which I thought mm. the Bobby Lashley stuff is great, but I watched the three hours of Raw and I was like, after watching the three hours of Raw, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That botch last night wasn't too bad. <laughs> 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 you know, so that's why. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> and that's the only thing we're gonna mention about Raw. That's it. Yeah. All right, that's, that's it. it. That nothing else happened in up, the whole I'm three gonna... hours. I'm going to bring up a tweet here in a second that I saw, too, the same exact night uh-huh. that made me feel a lot better about the whole entire situation, <laughs> too. Because if, if you joined uh, our post-revolution uh, Instagram live Ryan with me was, and Mario, Oh, Leo, see, bro. Demon. Ryan was depressed, dude. I was, yeah, I was, I was a little, a little Come on, my field, Ryan. Man, I was just like, uh, you know, I watched the great pay-per-view that ended in a dud but 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 you know what that's what's good about when you guys are going to do this because what happens is this and and it's funny because this is what separates us from everybody else right anybody that does like a post show anything during the show they're writing out oh maybe i should say this uh you know what i'm gonna say oh my god this was good let me wait a little bit, right? Like, people are basically producing their shit. When you guys do it live and we do lives here, it's basically what we think. So at that exact moment, like, again, it, hindsight being 2020, you probably blocked out the rest of the show. Right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, only, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, the only thing I was thinking about was the ending. I blacked <laughs> out the whole entire main event match, which was great. So I was watching it, too. Not going to lie. I actually sat down and I, and I watched it. I watched a couple of the matches. I turned off in the Sting one because I was doing something else. And then I came back for this match, right? First of all, one of the things that did kind of, like, shock me a little bit in a good way was when Moxley pushed uh, this guy and he bounced off the ropes twice. Like, you had the both bombs I, going off. I was like, yeah. I was like, listen, dude, I don't think anything shocked you with that ending. No, no, but I'm, <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying, like, that. Uh, like I popped for that. And right, I remember right, right. popping for that. I was like, oh, shit, this is, like... This was a good way that they played it because of what they were doing in the beginning. But what I'm saying is this. You got that raw feeling of, oh, shit, what the hell was this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but this is why wrestling, this is why we enjoy it because when we come on here, we're we're raw. We're not, like, catering, like, oh, my God, I should say that the match took 347 seconds and then it was two arm bars. Well technically, well, technically, it wasn't an explosive uh, uh, <laughs> fireworks. It was technically pyrotechnic. So uh, it wasn't really technically uh, an explosive barbed wire match. <laughs> so, so technically. <laughs> but, uh, but Ryan, so after watching the, after thinking about, uh, and not that raw moment when you guys went on right after the pay-per-view. So you mm-hmm. kind of like take it back and say, okay, it wasn't this bad. Yeah, so well, what I, I brought up this tweet from Boss Maz on Twitter, and I thought it was a great tweet. I retweeted uh-huh. it, and I was like, wow, this is literally me. 
He writes, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty down on AEW after that pay-per-view, which, you know, I, I, I pretty much was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, but watching Raw is helping me regain a sense of perspective. And I looked at that tweet and I said... I said yes, boss mod. I'm telling you, dude. After I watch- wanted to DM him and say yes, bro. You just read my. Mind. I'm telling you, dude. Bro, at- bro, DM him and tell him to come on the show. Better. I'm telling you. After the three hours of raw, <laughs> yeah. after three hours of raw, I was I gave myself a congratulation. I was like, you know what? That botch wasn't too bad last night. It wasn't yeah, too right, bad. Right. It wasn't too bad. All right. Let's, a lot enough. Of, a lot more worse things happen. I know. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. So. Well, we we could um I guess we could talk about this before we actually talk about dynamite. So. Last night, we had Impact Plus Sacrifice, which is um, their Impact Plus only shows, special, you know, pay-per-views, right? Um, and some interesting things happened last night. Mm-hmm. Ace Austin defeated TJP for the I X Division Champion. I follow a good page that it gives me a lot of stuff that's happening. What page is that, Leo? Lucha Outsiders. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ace Austin, Ace Austin finally defeated, uh, you know, he got some gold again. Yes. You know, X Division champion. I thought the the match was really, really good. Also, which was a holy shit moment for me, was Finn Juice defeated the Good Brothers mm-hmm. for the tag team championships, and I couldn't believe it. And it just goes to show you, you didn't that see that coming. <laughs> that and that the forbidden door is really open because mm-hmm. they put the tag straps on Finn Juice. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, no shocking moment. I didn't watch the show, but um, I'm scrolling my Twitter and I'm seeing the graphic of them with the. Impact tag titles. I was pretty surprised because I feel like the Good Brothers recently just won those belts too, and to take them off uh, of those guys, and especially all the things that they're doing, and you know, in a big way on AEW and stuff, and how they're, they've been featured with Kenny Omega, it just kind of seems weird to take the belts off of them. But I mean, it just goes to show that nothing's off limits here, and uh, that this this alliance between these companies is is a pretty real thing. And obviously, we found that out uh, with what's going to be happening with the main event of the next pay-per-view. Now, don't you think that with them putting the titles on Finn Juice, it's starting like a whole different uh, storyline, if you will, where now is when you're going to start to see kind of some titles moving around where you will have, you know, your, your tag titles from Impact being featured in New Japan, the same way you had them featured on, on AEW, so now you're kind of moving that around, and maybe that's what you're working towards. Could well, be New, a storyline. Well, New Japan already sent out a tweet uh, congratulating Finn Juice for winning those tag straps. Yes. So, you know, I, I think this is just a, a good. It's a good sign that the Forbidden Door is really open because you got. New Why Japan. couldn't they do this in the like the times of the territories? You know how big they would have been. McMahon would have never had the WWE where he had it now. If what they're doing now with AEW, and I don't want to sound like an old man, but with AEW, Impact, and New Japan, that's what they should have done back in the territories. That's the way they should have done it because everybody had TV. Yeah, but Vince wanted to monopolize the business. No, I know, but what I'm saying, like, now, but this is where you learn from, from mistakes. Right. Right? Because now what AEW... When when we first had the whole idea, and by the way, Ring of Honor kind of got like the short end of the stick. They, they're not <laughs> they're not part of the cool kids table. <laughs> they, they were the yeah, ones no. that kind of came up with the idea. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, I mean, and and so I've been listening. I listened to what happened when with Tony Schiavone yeah. and um and Conrad, right? Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of history lessons on stuff yeah. that that happened before I was even born. So there was what stuff, were they talking about? Because now I'm going to feel really old. So they were talking. To, <laughs> well, I mean, you're, that's why you're the old man. But they were talking about back in the day, back in the in the mid '80s. Okay. There was cross promotion with the AWA and NWA, where they would have actual super shows. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. there was that. It was just WWE would never yeah. play a part in that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, but because even even in in Mexico, Mexico, eh, that's where kind of like the the whole thing came out because they used to have the like the big super shows. But then when AAA, which again, this guy basically did his whole thing mirrored after McMahon. That's why he started killing off a lot of them. That's why CMLL has been doing that for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. where they do have guys come in just for these shows. Right. So again, as a wrestling fan, like I love this. Like when you posted that, like I personally hit like for the first time in a while, um, because I look at them. You know, it's kind of look. It's gonna be weird if you like your own post. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like some of the the pecker heads that try to comment yeah, yeah. in our shit and like their own comment. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't do that, guys. Uh, but but I like this one because again, to me, and you know, I've always been a big fan of stables, and I've always been a big fan of everybody uh, working with each other. But this makes sense to me because now those titles are moving over, Ryan. And you know why? I mean, I kind of like it like this too. Is is because I mean, all right. I don't like the fact that Impact um, is pre-recorded, taped, mm-hmm. whatever, you, however you want to say it. Uh, you know, they, they tape these shows well in advance. Mm-hmm. This show was probably taped like like three weeks ago, right? As yeah. well as their other tapings. You know, they have tapings here and there. Yeah, because Finn um, Juice is in Japan. Right, right. And I hope that AEW didn't do the job and have the Good Brothers show up with the tag titles next Wednesday. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really... No. Because well, AEW was... Um, it was taped. They were ta- taped. They taped. So yeah. No, that's a really good point, and that's that's where you get yourself in trouble. Because you it. know, if that happens, you know, I got the button warmed <laughs> up. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, it's, it's easy for guys like Finjuice to be on Impact consistently because if if they're at one set of tapings, you know, just say they tape six weeks of television in like three or four days, including uh, the sacrifice event from last night, like. You can have them featured on every single show, but like if it was live every single week, you know that's impossible because they're right. in Japan here and there. So that's the advantage that Impact has right now is like they they could have certain people fly in for tapings and have them on every show for the next just say like six weeks, and uh, you know it works. And in the case of Finjuice, because I don't think they would have won these belts if it was you know uh, if they had to come in like every single week to do an Impact, right? right. How could they do that? If they're in Japan, and it is kind of funny too, because like for the people that don't know this stuff is taped, you know, and the people that follow like both Impact and New Japan, you're mm-hmm. seeing Finjuice on New Japan these past couple of days and, and weeks, really, because you know the New Japan Cup tour is going on. They're involved in um, you know tag matches on almost every show, and then you see you see them on Impact. It's kind of like, <laughs> wait, what? These guys oh. are just in Japan. And you know what's funny too, because um. When I think was it the anniversary show or the show before that was a castle attack? I forget. But one of the one of the the recent shows that there was actually English commentary like live, they acknowledged the fact that the that Finn Juice was going to challenge the Good Brothers show those tag titles, the Impact tag titles. So they acknowledge it on the show. So now yeah. I'm curious to see like in the next like. Uh, New Japan show where mm-hmm. Finn Juice or like either one of them are on the card or whatever and they're gonna be like mm-hmm. you know one of them one of them on concert whether it's Kevin Kelly or my guy that I always forget his name you always remember his name Ryan what's his name Charlton uh, Chris, Ch- Chris Charlton <laughs> I gotta remember the dude's name cause you know it'll be Chris Char- Charlton cause he's a, he's a bit nerdy but like in a good way right cause I love nah, Chris Charlton yeah, he'll be like oh well congratulations to Finn Juice for winning the Impact <laughs> Tag Team Championship cause you know he might say something <laughs> Yeah, no, I I I know Kevin Kelly's doing like delayed English commentary for these New Japan Cup shows, so I'm sure you know I'm sure he'll mention it at some point uh, during the next live one, whenever he does. But um, 
Yeah, see, but that's where you can get yourself in trouble with this kind of tape stuff because it's like you have to really like figure out like right, what week it's airing yeah, and stuff like right, that. Right, because Juice and Finn they left the New Japan Cup to do the Impact Sacrifice show to fly back to Japan. <laughs> yeah, to, right. To, but but, to but, do don't, but don't you think like maybe like the people involved. Right, like of course, Tony Khan he has to have his hands and everything. Don't you think at least they talk like once? Like, hey, we're about to record for six weeks. Well, listen, do look, you have anything coming up that we I'll, should know about? Now, you would think they do. I'm that. putting yeah. this disclaimer out here. That's I'm, why I'm asking. I'm putting. I'm gonna put the disclaimer <laughs> out here. Right, I love Tony Khan. I respect <laughs> the man. But everything with this guy right now is in question. Because if he uh-huh. couldn't come up on the fly, it was just a bomb. Tell Eddie Kingston not to fucking sell it. I, I got to question Tony Khan sometime, and I love Tony, and he's going to come back no, from this. Yeah. But the fact that you it uh-huh. didn't occur to you in your head, don't sell the don't bomb, sell change the camera angle. If that did not occur to you <laughs> from Gorilla, hey, I'm sorry, bro, I got a question. Hey, Topa Suicida, stop selling it like if it's World War III. Um, Listen, yeah, I love it. Tony too, but my problem is recently he's just hyping stuff up for – you know, it's better to not hype something mm-hmm. up, and then yeah. if it doesn't deliver, it's kind of like, well, at least you didn't hype it up. But if you hype it up and get people's hopes up and make them think it's going to be some mm-hmm. like big deal, and then you under-deliver, well, that's a problem. And that's the problem I have with him right now. Like so, I said, I love the guy, but immediately, like, right after Revolution, like, the next, uh, this past week, uh, after mm-hmm. uh, Dynamite went off the air, he's already back on Twitter promising that, you know, Got a lot more great stuff coming up, and he's got to like stop. He's, he's got to stop. The word "promise" out of anything that he says from going Man. forward, because just don't promise something, you know, unless you know it's going to, you know, deliver. Of course, no, but but so if you promise every week and you don't deliver every week, then hello, it's going to be an empty promise next time you write the word. Um, we have Rico Iglesias there. He says we're going to need a community director with a calendar. For all these companies. You know what? <laughs> you know what will make, make me pop? The next New Japan show, uh, Finju just shows up with the Impact Tag titles. <laughs> that would hey, make me pop. I was wondering if they have them in their suitcase. Like, what? they're just waiting. They're, they're like, wait, when is Sacrifice airing? Come on, I want to bring these, break these bad boys out. In a perfect world, they they, they, they have their own set of titles. Because remember, the Good Brothers are on Dynamite with the title. So, in a perfect yeah, world, yeah. there's two sure. separate... You know, versions of the titles. <laughs> There's and two separate timelines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, te- I mean, technically, it is kind of true because when you go to the, when you go to Japan, it's like you're going back to the future. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> so, about- pretty much. <laughs> so, all right, um, let's talk about this main event that happened last night. Moose versus Rich Swan. I thought this match was really, really good, and I, I just enjoyed the build to this to this story too because we we talked about I think last week. About um, Moose being recognized as finally as a legit world champion. Yes. I've been enjoying this story with this title because since last year d- during the pandemic first started, you know, with the whole Tessa Blanchard debacle, whatever, you know, in my eyes. He got played dirty. M- in my eyes, Moose has been a champion. You know, yeah. he, he's been defending that title. So in my eyes, he's always been a world champion since he's been, you know, carrying that title. So I, I, I enjoyed this match. I mean, uh, you could make the argument that maybe Moose should have went over, but I think the right guy went over, and that's Rich mm-hmm. Swan. For the simple fact that since this Kenny Omega's involvement in Impact Wrestling, the, the main focus has been Kenny Omega, Rich Swan, And, I, I, you know, I'm really happy for Rich Swan too because it's like who would have thought in 2016 <laughs> the fucking cruiserweight guy <laughs> yeah, right. years later was going to fucking be main eventing with Kenny Omega. Yeah, I, I thought it. I, yeah. I think is a, a pretty cool, um, I guess, comeback story for Rich Swan. You know, with the trials and tribulations he's gone through, 
And yeah. I'm excited for this match. Um, I did read some stuff. I believe it was a Wrestling Observer. I'm not too sure about that. Maybe, Ryan, you could uh, uh, educate me on that. I believe it was Wrestling Observer. They report that they don't necessarily have an end goal with this match in the sense like they don't know. They know that it's not going to be a 60-minute draw. They know okay. that there's not going to be no Fugazi finish or whatever. It's going to be a straight-up match. But they're not sure if they want to go with the triple-A route, meaning that Kenny Omega is going to take the title from from Rich Swan, which, mm -hmm. me personally, I would not mind, all right? No, not yeah. at all. But I thought of something last night that I'm like, huh. Huh. <laughs> you know, so, hypothetically okay. speaking, let's say Dale. Kenny Omega does win, right? Okay. What if Kenny Omega wins and then Ace Austin cashes in Plan C, which is the X Division Championship, he cashes that in, and you for know for what title? For Kenny Omega's Impact Championship, if he was to beat Rich Swan, and then he could take the title from Kenny. That's a huge win for Ace Austin, and now Ace Austin's the world champion. I thought of that, Ryan. Let me get your thoughts on this whole match and the possible like possibilities of Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Yeah, I heard great things about the match. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure they killed it. I agree with you 100. I feel like the story leading up to this. From what I've seen, you know, the clips, and I caught the end of Impact, like the tail end of it this past week. And it looks like these guys have been feuding for a while, and they've been really building this up really well, you know, with with Moose's championship, with Rich Swans, and all that stuff. So uh, it's good to see that the payoff was was worth it, and uh, it resulted in a really good match. Um, yeah, Moose, man, we were just talking off air yep. uh, before mm -hmm. before we got on here, and I used to be a big Moose supporter back in the day when he was in Ring of Honor before he even jumped to Impact. And then immediately when he went to Impact, I'm like, this dude is going to be a massive star. And then for years, he kind of was like irrelevant. And I kind of just like jumped off the Moose fan. He was in limbo. Just, really... What was that? He was in limbo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not his fault, really. You know, I, I just feel like Impact should have really positioned him more as like a bigger deal and like more of a, a top star there. I mean, they're doing that recently, but they haven't in, in, in previous years. Uh, so he's just incredible. And he's he's proving that. Uh, in these matches with with Rich Swan and even the match uh, with Kenny Omega, that six man that they had back in uh, in January, hard to kill, hard to kill, yeah, hard to kill. When um, Moose wasn't even supposed to be in that match, and he just had the showing mm -hmm. of his life in that match, and it, it made people want to see Moose versus Kenny Omega, and myself included, I was like, wow, that actually would be a pretty good match. Uh, but I think from the beginning, it's they the plan was always to have Rich Swan be the guy to go against Kenny Omega because. If I'm not mistaken, Kenny pinned Rich Swan in that match, right? And that in yes. the end of that tag match. Yep. So, so it was always pretty much setting up for this, and I, this match is going to be incredible. Um, it's kind of going to be interesting to see how they book this, though, because uh, I feel like, and you know, I don't know if this is me just being biased because I enjoy AEW and Kenny Omega a lot more, but I just feel like you can't have Kenny lose this match uh, if you're going to have a clean winner. Uh, Rich Swan. Now it would be a huge win if he if he ended up winning this right and taking the AEW Absolutely. World Championship. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be but, it'll be it'll be crazy, bro. But man, like you would just kill every like everything Kenny Omega's just done, right? Like his momentum would be just done. Um, you know, I know he's lost before, like he's not indestructible, but. I don't know, man. I just feel like... It'll be counterproductive if you do that. But, you know, Rich Swan, yeah. just to jump in real quick. Sorry. Rich Swan dropping the title to Omega, I feel like doesn't hurt 
Swan at all because I feel like right. that elevates right. and that elevates Swan because it's like you went toe to toe with Omega and just based on that six man. By the way, that six man that we got at Hard to Kill, I put that match in one of like matches like that I want to talk about at the end of the year because mm-hmm. I thought that match sure, was phenomenal. Sure. But sure. Rich Swan held his own with Omega like that. The pairing, even Moose and Omega, th- like those face offs that we got during that match was amazing. Like. Rich Swan, like I said, like who would have thought in 2016 the fucking cruiserweight guy from WWE yeah. would be like feuding with Omega? <laughs> Your cruiserweight not, guy. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan, not go. even not even does this uh, elevate Rich Swan, but it elevates the the Impact World Championship too, especially putting on a on a guy like Kenny Omega. And you know, it just that's the tough part though, is because like you know, Omega alluded to the fact that he wanted to be a belt collector, right? Mm-hmm. So like this would obviously make sense. He'd have the the AAA Mega uh, title. He'd have the Impact World Title and he'd have the AEW uh, World Title, but it's going to be a tricky situation because, like, how often? But see, this is also, you know, going back to back what to I the said tapings. tapings, right? right? He could be involved yes. in every single Impact show yes. with the with the championship, but it's just kind of like, you know, I don't feel like he can drop the Impact belt before he at least drops the AEW belt. You know what I'm saying? Because like, he may look weak and stuff like that. So like, they're really like booking themselves into like a little bit of a corner here mm-hmm. it's just gonna be interesting to see how they do this and how long omega you know granted you know thinking that he's gonna win how long he ends up holding this this championship for um yeah i, I don't know it's, it's it's gonna be weird but i'm really excited for it if i had the option to purchase the impact uh what was it the pay-per-view rebellion rebellion called? If I had the option to purchase it right now, which I don't know if I do, I would order that right now because I am extremely pumped for that match. I, I if if I was if I had the pencil, I would definitely book Kenny to win it and rock that rock that title for a while because it benefits Kenny to be at the tapings. Because like I said, they tape you know three, four, five, six, even six weeks worth of uh, shows in a matter of three days. So why not have him rock with the title? Right. That that's the advantage that they have with this, and then you know. When the next set of tapings rolls over, you can, I mean, he can go back for another six weeks or, or whatever they want to do with him, um, you know, and then carrying that impact belt on AEW television would, would look really cool. Um, you know, I just feel like so far this partnership, while it's been pretty cool to see like, you know, um, you know, like say Matt Hardy and private party show up and uh, Tony Khan showing up and, and things like that. You have Omega involved and stuff like that. I just feel like the partnership is still a little strange to me because we haven't really seen too much impact talent on AEW. And, you know, half the time you have Tony Khan and AEW burying Impact, uh, which I guess is going to play into the storyline if, like, Kenny ends up taking their championship. Oh, my God. I'm waiting for, like, if if Kenny does hypothetically beat Rich, that following Tuesday, I can't wait to see that little segment with, with Tony and Tony to see what yeah. the hell Tony Khan's going to say. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That, so that would be hilarious. But, um, yeah, man, like I said, this that's the beauty of this. And. I tweeted this out right after I watched Impact and, and Scott DeMore made that announcement. I said, you know, so many amazing things happening in the world of pro wrestling right now. You, you just, you, you love to see it. Like so many cool things going on. It's it's like, man, if you're not watching a little bit of everything and, and dipping your toe into all these different companies, seeing what's out there, you're really missing out. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about Dynamite. Let's talk about Dynamite because it was a very highly anticipated episode of Dynamite this week just based on what we got at Revolution. So, uh, we had a segment, Omega, I mean Omega, Moxley and Kingston, they had a, uh, you know, they had a little backstage, uh, you know, pre-tape, which man, I feel like they did this pre-tape and in one take, cause it was so good. Yeah, I don't think they, 
I don't think they did any like reshoots or anything like that. And man, just see seeing Moxley and Kingston uh just sitting there just kind of just sipping on a, a drink, you could tell like they really have a a great chemistry with each other and man, just both of those in promos like we see them with in promos like facing off but now we're seeing in promos where they're both together i like this pairing and i hope that they stay together for a while like i'm really really enjoying this and they, and they did a they did a perfect way they i think they cleaned it up um pretty well what happened at revolution uh especially with kingston saying that he got kind of like uh flashbacks of like where he almost went to prison and mm -hmm. i thought they cleaned it up very uh very well i do have some critiques about the omega uh Kingston segment later on in the night, but this I really, really enjoyed. Ryan, what's your thoughts? It's just another example of like why scripted promos just doesn't work and why if you just let two guys go out there and just talk and you know be straight shooters like myself on Twitter yeah. at Lucha Outsiders. Uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> he's learning. Woo! Yeah, right. there you go. Um <laughs> You know, it just comes off so real and authentic and genuine, and you could really invest yourself into this. Like, when, when they were talking, like, I genuinely felt like these guys were, like, just buddies, mm -hmm. you know, just speaking from the heart. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think Kingston did a great job. All you got to do is give him a microphone, let him explain himself, and I'm sure, you know, everything would be okay. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and talking about how his anxiety got the best of him and stuff like that, which was, you know, nice to see, you know, out, out of – advocate right is that the word uh for mental health and stuff like yeah. that would um is pretty cool to see so yeah i enjoyed the segment i thought it was great and i'd love to see more of them be an on-screen duo because i just think mm -hmm. you know that's another thing about the ending and why i was so like deflated from it. it's because the story was perfect like what right. they tried to do and what they tried to accomplish was so perfect yeah. man like eddie kingston after everything him and mox have been through the past couple of months like, you know, he saw his friend in there and he realized, you know, like that's his buddy and he wants to go save him. And now they're, they're now they're friends. And it's just kind of like the story is so perfect. If the ending would have delivered, man, the whole entire thing would have just been a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. But but I think I think it's a it's a good um, not segue, but it's a good way to see it where, OK, let's say everything went the right way. Everything happened the way it was supposed to be. Then in AEW's eyes, oh, we can't do wrong, right? We could do whatever we try. Whatever we try has worked. I think this this backfire kind of levels them in the sense that, hey, you know what? Maybe we should double check things. Maybe we should have a backup just in case things don't work out. Because, again, you have a lot of these guys, and that's what makes wrestling great. Give them bullet points. They know how to get you from point A to point B. You know, you don't need to to overly produce, uh, you know, those two guys, Moxley and and um, and this guy just sitting there. Right. You're not going to overly produce this stuff again. Just put a camera, let them talk. Hey, this is where we are. This is what we're selling. This is where we need to close. And they could yeah. fill the stuff in. And that's what draws people in. Not this overly produced crap. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, exactly. Um. So it. it in this case, you can't even put the heat on AEW. This is, goes on TNT, and I think Ryan knows where I'm going to go with this. So, <laughs> so my man, All Ego, Ethan Page, he debuted yep. at Revolution in the ladder match, yep. right? It was very speculated it was going to be him. It ended up being him. I thought he looked great during the match. Uh, um, and he looked great during this match. The problem was <laughs> that during this match, you were kind of distracted, and if you were like someone like me, now to take you... 
you know, behind the curtain a little bit, I switched cable providers this week. I went uh, from having Fios now to Xfinity. So So you had to look for the channels? No, 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 not not that. <laughs> ah, okay. I was watching Dynamite on delay because I, I got home from work late mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was watching it, I think an hour, about an hour delay, right? Okay. So, you know, whatever. I go to my recording. Because you're not that one guy. Oh, I just jump in the middle. It was a great show. And they didn't watch the, the beginning part. No, no, right? no. And I stay away from social media because I, like I won't it. get spoiled. I like so it. That's why we're here. Go. I go on, you know, my Xfinity gimmick. I go to mm-hmm. the, rec- you know, the, the DVR option. Click on Dynamite. Watching Dynamite. But fine. I get to the All Eagle stuff. So I'm watching the, you know, the entrance. I'm like, yo, what's that fucking noise? And I'm like playing with the controller. Check your phone. Like, hey. I'm, I'm like, what is that noise? And it's like, <laughs> like an and man. I'm like, did I record like something at the same time? Like, you know, like an- another thing that I'm not like, you know, whatever. Because keep in mind, I'm thinking it's me because I switched cable providers, yeah, right? right? You keep blaming right. so, yourself. Like, damn it, I didn't get so it right. So then I pause it and I'm uh, like, all right. It's on the TV. It's on the TV. <laughs> so I play it again and then I'm like, okay, you, let me go to another channel. <laughs> so I go to the channel and I'm like, okay, no, it's TNT. <laughs> So it comes to find out that somehow one of the fucking peckerheads at Turner or whatever uh-huh. was simulcasting the audio of an NBA game I get during Dynamite. I get so Ethan Page wanted a one-on-one, but instead he was in a triple threat match. <laughs> Wait, oh, my God. <laughs> this shit was hilarious. It I'm wasn't sorry. AEW's fault, though. It wasn't no, AEW's no, fault. No, it wasn't, but it was it was effing hilarious. So it, I couldn't so... stop laughing when they had defense <laughs> chance. They had that ad, that song ain't no mountain high. I know. <laughs> it was it was like defense. Defense. After after the quarter or like after or there was a foul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out actually a shout out to my my brother on Twitter. He you know he he was feeding yeah, into it, it a lot and he like hashtag AEW Dynamite and put up a gif or gif whatever you what you call it. Of like a, a crowd with a defense sign, you know, <laughs> just like just everybody on Twitter was so freaking funny during this whole entire thing. I, I mean, how could you not laugh? You know, I'm sure those people, those diehard AEW marks that hated, uh, hate criticizing them were like defending that and like hating every second. Like, oh, my God, like this isn't funny, you know, but my God, it was so hilarious. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. All right. Let's talk about this Omega Kala segment. All right. So we were supposed to get. Christian, you know, to have his first, like, I guess, uh, interview, right, with Tony, uh, you know, because he made his debut at Revolution. And I want to get to work everyone. And I want to get to that. But I want to kind of just start with this Omega segment. So we get, you know, uh, Omega, you know, cuts this, you know, whatever interview or the speculated interview that we're going to get. And Omega comes out, Cows comes out, the Good Brothers, whatever. A lot of jocularity. And uh, there's a lot of filler. Yeah, that's, that's what it what was. It, like. it was a lot of filler. I, I feel like this segment was way too long, and even the back and forth—not even back and forth, but even like them when Kingston finally came out. Yeah, what was the whole thing like him against the corner? Like I, was, like, I don't, Ryan. I don't know if you was if you got this vibe, but the way they were shooting it, right? You had the Good Brothers, Callus and Omega, kind of like trying to corner. Kingston, I was expecting Moxie to show up behind them with like a barbed wire bat and like hit the yes. guys. That's what I expected. Yeah. And I just felt that, like it, it. That one with the bomb that they use in the match. No, I was just expecting them to just No, but I'm saying it. You followed ex- through. It was just too much. It was just too much. Like it was taking too long to get to, yeah. to you know, point. it started at point A, B, and then it took too long to get to C. Um, I don't think this segment 
did any favors to the shenanigans, you know, to the the bosh that we got on Revolution. I still yeah. think they they saved it, or at least they try to clean it up as much as they can with the Moxie Kingston segment earlier in the night. I didn't really enjoy the segment too much. I know some people even um, criticized Kenny Omega with like the whole sixty nine thing with Callis. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a little bit too much. I still thought it was funny, but also keep in mind. Kenny Omega is the same guy in New Japan that, that dressed up as Princess Jasmine, all right? So, I mean, right, right. it's not too far out of his element. It was a little bit too much for me, maybe, but this is the same guy that dressed up as Princess Jasmine. So, I mean, like, is it really too much for him? I didn't really enjoy this segment, um, but we get a brawl. You know, we see Kingston and Moxie, you know, fight off with the Good Brothers, and then Christian comes out. Now, I want to put a pause on that first because I want to talk about Christian's debut. I, I'm happy that Christian's in AEW, but I feel like the handling of Christian's debut was a miss, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said, Ryan, they need to stop overhyping things and announcing things. You know what would have been more impactful, no pun intended, with Christian debuting on AEW? If Big Show would have never said anything on Dynamite, yeah. and yeah. then during... Uh, during in between matches at Revolution, you would have just heard that song, and you're like, "Hey, what the hell's going on here?" And then the second you hear that first, like you know, like note of the song, you're like, "Holy shit, Christian Cage is in AEW." That yeah. would have been so more impactful to him showing up in AEW than them always fucking teasing something. Stop yeah. teasing shit. Stop making graphics and announcement. Oh, who's gonna be this surprise guy? Who's the new signing? Stop doing that. Like, that's why Sting's debut was so great, because nobody saw it coming. They should have done the same thing with Christian. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like it would have been a bigger deal if it wasn't announced, because people would have been genuinely shocked to see him after his recent Royal Rumble appearance. Everybody expected him to show back up in WWE with Edge and, and be, you know, doing something over there for, you know, WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden he's showing up on AEW. Everybody's so confused. It's kind of like, you know, when Big Show gets announced to, um, to that, that he's signing with AEW out of nowhere. And people are just like, wait, what? I thought he was still with WWE. Uh, I mean, I, it worked in their favor, I guess, because Revolution ended up being one of the highest grossing non-WWE wrestling shows ever. And, or, you know, for the first time. I in think like, since like know, 99, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like way back when. And I think the last one that was like that was Double or Nothing. The first one, the mm-hmm. 2019, like the first ever, um, you know, AEW show. So I guess they got what they wanted, right? With this this hype of of this new signee and you know exploding barbed wire death match probably helped too. Uh, they got to, I guess, their goal of wanting this to be a big deal with the pay per view buys and all that stuff. But yeah, I agree. I think it would have been a hell of a lot better shocking moment if you know we had it unannounced and he just showed up. Uh, also too. You know, I understand what they were doing with him and Omega, you know, teasing a, a potential match down the line at some, you know, maybe the next pay-per-view or uh, maybe sooner. Who knows? I feel like it could be a little too soon to push Christian right into the main event like that. Um, but, like, I just feel like we need to hear from him, you know? Like, this is the same problem we had with Sting, where it was, like, right out of the get-go, he's having interviews with Tony Schiavone, but he's never really, like, coming out and saying why he signed with AEW. And I just feel like... Now you're dragging it out another week. I just hope next week we hear, like, from Christian on the microphone. Yeah, because he hasn't said anything. That. Right, because he hasn't said anything. Yeah, he just he's just made, been looking. His intentions known. He signed the contract. Now he's coming up the world championship. But, like, now I know why he's here. You know why he's here. But, like, I want to hear why he's here from the man himself, you know? So it's, it's kind of like... 
and also I go feel like he should have talked and also bit. go into that tease of the Omega Christian program. First of all, I'm all for this program. I think this would be a perfect opponent for Omega at double or nothing. But I, I find it funny, and this is where I get to the part where I'm gonna shit on the WWE diehards, you know, because instantly the second we saw that little tease, right? Instantly the WWE hearts, oh, but if it was WWE, all these older heads like Goldberg, whatever, you guys complain, etc. 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 We don't this is just a tease. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been an announcement yet that Christian yeah. is going to face Omega at double or nothing. There hasn't been no yeah. announcement right. yet. Storyline, people. I'm sure that Christian is just not going to be handed a title shot. And trust me, if that does happen, I'm going to have you know my criticism on AEW again. But let it build to that. We're probably going to yeah. get maybe a qualifying matches. Or maybe there's going to be like a multi-man match where Christian wins it. He's not just going to be handed the championship yeah. like all these WWE diehards are just shitting on this idea nothing's <laughs> happening it's not like Goldberg came in and you know uh challenged like he did with Drew like all of a sudden he was given a shot okay, it's not but, like but that but with Goldberg it was different because it was like hey one day you're here that same day it's it's like the new kid like hey you come into yeah. the school you, you know right off the bat you're gonna get the the girlfriend right off the bat you're gonna be the starter for the football team like no again Goldberg just came in and he was given all this Christian has been here longer, like, okay, two shows. But that was still longer than Goldberg by the time but you he, were told what the match was. And and then feeding off of that, Christian apparently is a full-time AEW yeah. contracted performer now. He's not a part-timer. No. So if, um, Goldberg, if Goldberg was came back to do WWE full-time, I probably still would hate the fact that he's involved in But you could make the case that like okay at least he's here yeah you know at least you know like i said if brock lesnar is going to be the champion if he shows up on every single show whatever he doesn't and that's the issue and you know goldberg comes back around the same exact time every single year gets inserted into a, a championship match no matter who has momentum or who's been busting their ass up, oh, it's it's January, February. It's WrestleMania season. Goldberg's mm-hmm. coming back to town. He's coming to get your world championship, no matter who's the <laughs> champion or no matter who's worked hard to get a potential championship opportunity. It's just not the same thing. But of course, a uh, WWE, you know, diehard's gonna come at me saying, "Oh my God, you're just uh, AEW Mark defending them." I, I like his, his like WWE said, Mark voice. Go ahead, that was good. That it's was just good. different, you know. <laughs> if you're a full time contract contracted wrestler. No matter what your age is, and you know, I you know, I guess Christian, he's like forty-seven years old, but like he could still go, and it's just like we're gonna shit on Christian, right? You know, signing a full-time deal with AEW, right, where he's only have to work like once, well, with the pandemic, once every two weeks or et cetera. That's mm-hmm. if he's in, in matches. Yet Edge won the Royal Rumble, and for the most part, I saw nothing but praise. Nobody was yeah. really criticizing Edge, and maybe like one, yeah. like maybe that was in the minority. Yeah. But Edge is in like he's in a main event WrestleMania. Yeah. But we're we're gonna we're gonna shit on Christian. Yeah. Come on, right. man! Like right. we we pick and choose our battles. Um, Rico Iglesias from the Regans of Wrestling, very good question. Says which overhype was worse, Christian signing or the exploding ring? The exploding oh, ring. That's easy. <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, the the ring? Exploding the ring. Because we, yeah. we, we thought we were going to get this. Yeah, but okay. But okay. But let's say you didn't have control over that, right? You didn't have control over that. But you had control over the Christian thing. I don't think Christian was a Christian. The delivery was a miss. But I'm happy to see Christian. No, no. But I'm saying. But that's what I think. That's what the question is. Like the overhyping. What? By the way, Iridian Fierro from the Rest Friends. Uh, she's saying the ring. The ring. See? 
what was I was going to say? Ryan said it last week on yeah. the show. If you thought it was going to be CM Punk. Congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. If you thought even Brock AJ Lesnar. Styles. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Oh, my God. We ended, we ended the show last week. <laughs> Ryan was so depressed when I threw out the AJ Styles scenario because he was like, I went back to listen to that episode. And uh, even Leo, when he – Leo went even deeper. Yeah. Ryan's like, come on, Leo. Look, look what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are you guys doing this? You know? All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, one last thing before we talk about this – End segment to Dynamite, which was gold. Next week, we are finally mm -hmm. going to get a female's main event, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, no DQ. I'm really, really excited for this match. Both of these women fucking deserve it. Yeah, it's good to see uh, those two being involved in the main event rather than Sheeta and somebody else because these are, without a doubt, the two most over female stars that they have right now. And they should be the face of the, the women's division, these two. I know Thunder Rosa's not uh, signed yet. Hopefully yes. she will be mm -hmm. uh, when she's free from the NWA. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm glad these two are getting the main event spotlight rather than anybody else because this is going to be awesome. I agree. All right, dude. I want to definitely get your thoughts on this. So we had the Inner Circle World War Council, right? So it was very, even, it was speculated, even going back to Revolution, I'm like, oh my God, Jericho's gonna get kicked out or something. MJF is gonna fucking do something drastically, right? That's what you thought everything was gonna go towards. Right, and I, I thought this segment was shocking because I didn't expect mm -hmm. any of this. Even though, mm -hmm. if you break it apart, it was kind of in front of our faces. So we get this <laughs> segment, the War Council, they come out or whatever, you know, the Inner Circle come out or whatever. And like always, everybody's singing to fucking Judas from mm -hmm. Fozzie or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Is that as bad as you deserve it? No, I fucking love it. Okay, just asking. Just I asking. Fucking, no, it I fucking love it. It seems a little it. forced at times, but... AEW makes it forced when they yeah. put it... Then when they leave it on and they fucking put the camera shots on these fucking disgusting wrestling fans, all right? Because it's always one of those fucking... <laughs> it's always that fucking piece of garbage fat guy that's from the NXT crowd that's always in the camera shot. He's wearing soccer jersey. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, what the yeah. fuck you mean, soccer jersey? He does wear soccer jersey. You haven't uh, seen this fucking douchebag? Yeah, I, I know, fucking yeah. asshole. Oh, I can't stand them. Anyways, anyways, let's just focus on Hashtag the topic. Hashtag save soccer jerseys. Go ahead. <laughs> let's focus on the topic at <laughs> hand. So we get this inner, inner circle war castle, uh, council, and Jericho goes like, maybe it's time to add a new member to the inner circle. And then MJF cuts him off and goes like, I think it's time to get rid of someone. So um, there was some tension there. Yes. Sammy G comes out. Mm -hmm. And he comes from the face. Tunnel, yes. The baby yeah. face tunnel. You notice that too, right? <laughs> so he comes out and he goes like, That's Chris. That's why we do the show. He goes like, Chris, <laughs> you got to listen listen to me. And then Jericho says something down the line. Like, Sammy, I don't want to see your face. What are you doing here? Whatever. You know, very, right? So Sammy G tells like, him. Get out of here, guy. Sammy G tells him, after everything we've been through, just listen to me for a second. Mm. So he's like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. So it's this backstage thing in the inner circle locker room. Sammy G puts a, a camera there, a hidden camera, right? Um, you know, you see Santana Ortiz, Jake Hager. Yeah. They're like talking. MJF comes in and goes like, "All right, boys, this is the this is the night where you know we get rid of Jericho, blah blah blah. You know, we kill the we take the head off the you know whatever, and uh, they all agree, fist bump. That's it, right? So, you know, it goes back to the ring. 
And then MJF was like, he said something down the lines like, hey, this was about to happen, whatever. And now Ortiz, Santana, and, and, and Hager are standing with MJF. And they're looking Yo, at Sammy. Yo, how bad would that look on a poster? They, they're looking at Sammy G and they Jericho. And Jericho's kind of like in shock or whatever, right? <laughs> and they're getting closer. And then all of a sudden, LAX and uh-huh. Jake Hager turn on MJF. Uh-huh. And the crowd goes fucking nuts, right? <laughs> and MJF, you know, like a cowardly, he was like, no, 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 guys, wait guys. a minute. This is not what I want to happen. And then Jericho's like, you stupid idiot. What do you think? We don't talk every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then instantly when you see that, uh-huh. instantly when you see that, it's like, because it, technically Inner Circle were always baby faces, you know? Because they always like, since the, the creation of the Inner Circle, even that first promo in the second episode of Dynamite, right? They were cheering for these guys yeah. until Jericho, you know, was shit on the, uh, you know, the wrestling but, audience. But, okay, but but the, that's when something's over. But you still got to play it as a heel, right? Right. Right. Again, they had heelish tendencies, so did Stone Cold. But that doesn't mean that they're a heel. Again, the your baby face doesn't have to be that white meat baby face. By the way, Lennox Coleman, I love when Mario shits on the internet, uh, the wrestling internet community. Well, the, I'm the anti-hero of the IWC. All go. right, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So it's not just a moniker, people. <laughs> <laughs> so living the gimmick. Uh, that, that's that's all I do, bro. That's all I do. So MJF gets on the corner. Yes. And you know he's shoved in the corner. He's shoved in the corner. And Jericho's like, it's time for an old school inner circle beatdown. And yeah. then MJF goes like his facial expressions though. He bro. goes like, I wasn't trying to take over the inner circle. I was building my own and he puts that smirk that he always has, that stupid smirk that yeah. you just want to punch him in the <laughs> face. The lights go out for a while. Yes. And then all of a sudden hey, you see because you gotta had you, they had to give time for Tully to get in the ring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's why, man. That's why. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall, people. <laughs> Since 1997. Go ahead. When the lights go back on, you see Warlow, mm-hmm. Tully with FTR and Sean Spears, and I'm like, <gasps> yo, my mind was blown. They beat the crap out of the inner circle. Jericho By the way, get- didn't the the bold one from FTR fuck up his hand? Because I think the bottle was. In- yes, he did. When he, boom, I he noticed did. that. I he noticed that. At his hand, but he, but he sold it like a champ. No, no, he, he looked did, at cause... it and then just kept on going, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then they beat the shit out of Jericho. Jericho mm-hmm. gets some, comes color, and then Warlow gives him gives Jericho a massive power bomb from the stage to a bunch of tables. I thought this whole segment was great. By the way, props to Warlow's fucking hairstylist because that hair was flawless. Bro, Just dude, saying. I'd love this segment so much. <laughs> I'm was, very curious. It was fucking see, good. I'm very curious to see what they named this table. But, dude, man, this segment was just fucking great. Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this whole thing, dude. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, we were re- re- recently, uh, it could have been last week, honestly, when we are talking about Revolution and AEW and stuff. Um, you know, the whole entire thing with, uh, you know, the Four Horsemen, and we were talking about, I think, like, Cody. Yeah, that was last week. It. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, and then, Leo, I think you, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, or maybe it was Mario. No, it was Leo uh, by Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah, yeah. I so, said we needed um, a talker. So, it's so funny how we literally just were talking about this, and now they're they have a leader, and it's MJF, and nobody saw this coming. But I absolutely love it too. And as soon as he said that he was creating his own uh, group, I immediately thought it had to be them because who else could it be? You know, who else were they were they teasing and stuff like that? As soon as the lights went on, man. It was just an incredible moment. The beatdown was unreal. Wardlow looked like a freaking superstar, and uh, not I'm, I'm not really surprised that he's he's involved in this in this faction because they kind of have to have you know five people in the group just because there's five people in the inner circle, so they couldn't be like the four horsemen. 
which is four. Uh, but, you know, Wardlow, just like I said, this is going to elevate him to superstardom. I mean, and I'm so pumped for that because this dude is a legit beast. Uh, I love his look. I love his style in the ring. I just think the guy has it. And he just came off looking like such a superstar in this segment. And just all of those guys look like complete badasses. So, it was it was so cool. So when people were, were you know, kind of saying their opinions about this, this segment or whatever in, the, in this group, right, that we still don't know what the name is, but um, people were, were saying how Sean Spears is in it. And... If you go back to when the pandemic first started, we kind of saw seeds of some type of alliance. Because remember, when they're playing cards, right? MJF, MJF, and Warlow and Sean Spears and Tully would be hanging out with each other yeah. in the audience. So we got kind of seeds of that. Also, um, going to the Sean Spears topic, I'm cool with him being part of the group because they do need a fifth guy to you know combat with the inner circle. <laughs> some people were down on Sean Spears because it's like kind of what you were saying last week, how he's kind of been in limbo, he hasn't been used right, et cetera, et cetera. I personally don't mind it, but um, Justin Labar, he works for Wrestling Inc., he made a really funny comparison, and I have to share it with here mm. with you guys here. So because we give credit to what we see. Stuff. Oh yeah, dude, bro, and that's another topic that I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> say in a bit. But softball. <laughs> but Justin Labar said it's kind of like evolution when Mark Jindrak was supposed to be in the group. It's like Sean Spears is the Mark Jindrak. He just made the cut somehow. He compared yeah. like because you know MJF Warlow and FTR would have been perfect, but obviously they needed Sean Spears because to be the fifth guy to combat yeah. the inner circle. I'm cool yeah. with them. I'm cool with them being five, especially because we already know that because yeah, we can't have Tully going. You know what I'm no, but we also know that the Warlow MJF story is going to be told later on. Because remember, mm-hmm. Warlow works technically for MJF, not AEW. Yeah. So eventually yeah, we're gonna right. get the Batista turn to Triple H somewhere mm-hmm. down the line, where yeah. eventually then we'll just get the Horseman esque, where mm-hmm. it's just probably just four, whereas you know Sean Spears, FTR, and then MJF. Yeah. But I'm cool with this now. Um, shout outs to the Royal Ramble, Brian. He did mention that he would like to see a blood and guts match between two stables. I have a different idea, and Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this. So. I think you need to leave blood, blood and guts when there's actually no pandemic, when you have crowd. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I would like? Survivor Series. I would like another stadium stampede match. I was good. I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I would love an annual double. Well, yes. not an annual thing, but like while they're still in the dailies place, mm-hmm. make it an annual thing as for as long as they're going to be there, like double or nothing. Last year, this, this year's double or nothing. Have that. Have there be another. Uh, you know. But I mean, stampede. you you could have it every year. Because yeah, that, yeah. that could that could be your again. So and we and I said Survivor Series before, but what drew us to Survivor Series? It was a special kind of match mm-hmm. that happened once a year, where you yeah. can have different things and and different uh, pairings, um, and again pairings out of nowhere. So I think the way you did it last year was a good start. It was you know the 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 inner circle with the inner heels. You know what I mean? In in that match. So now they're coming in as baby faces into this match. So you could next year you can come up with another uh, pair of five people that can go in there against each other. So I mean you the could prob- do it. The problem with the stadium stampede is like at a certain point mm-hmm. there is going to be nothing left to do because I mean last year they basically did yeah. everything you expected them to do. They utilized uh, yeah. that stadium. Just change the stadium. What? <laughs> well, no, not not change the stadium, but I think they could do something different here because you also got to remember. Also, with the elite versus inner circle, 
you have the Matt Hardy element there where he kind of plays all these different characters. We're mm. not going to get necessarily that type yeah. of stuff in this match if there's a potential stadium stampede between this new MJF stable and yeah. the inner circle. And you can't call it a stadium stampede and do it in like a high school gym. I'm no, sorry. you can't do that. It, it no, won't no, have no. the same. I, I you, you, you assume if they're going to do this again, obviously it's going to be the Jaguar Stadium because Tony Khan yeah. father owns it. It's not going to be somewhere else. <laughs> like, no. hey, I need but, a stadium. You know anybody that owns one? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, let's just wreck havoc and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll take care of the expenses. Um, and that, no, I like, feel like know, that's had, what Tony would say too. <laughs> yeah, probably, and he, and he could afford it. But, um, how you know, how much does Matt a giant Jackson screen go for? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, you had Matt Jackson jumping off the field goalpost, right? You had the involvement with the swimming pool, which that's obviously one of the main things about the stadium. So you know whether you're not going to have Matt Hardy doing the reincarnation type mm -hmm. of uh, thing that he did, but they're going to utilize that in some way. You would think if they're going to do another one, you had the I just bar, feel like you know. It'd be a little challenging to do something different. And last year's was so special. Mm -hmm. that you just don't want to undo that. I, I think that's obviously more of uh, more reasonable than doing a, a blood and guts. Because like you said, Mario, like they need to save that for a live crowd. And they need to save that for a specific arena too. Not that I don't, don't think they could do it in the Daily's place, but it would be a little challenging. I feel like given the production and everything and, and where, uh, you know, the crowd is and, and all that kind of stuff. So it would be kind of weird to do that. I, I uh, think. What, what about what that. about your favorite arena, uh, Tropicana Field? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it might be too soon because uh, you know we're, we're in March right now. Double or Nothing is in May, and yeah. um, I just feel like these these groups, based on what AEW has showed us, that. You know, some of these feuds last a long time. I mean, look at the Darby Allen and Brian Cage feuds. They're going off like a year. And the Elite and the Inner Circles was going on for quite some time, too, before they did Stadium Stampede. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think that's uh, more likely than them doing a Blood and Guts match. All right, dude. Um, let's move on to some WWE stuff and, you know, piss off the WWE diehards. Bro, what Our the favorite. fuck are they doing with the women's tag division? What what are they doing, bro? They they had the opportunity a couple weeks ago to put the straps. Well, no, it was two weeks ago because that's when the match happened. To put the straps on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai because Nia Jax mm -hmm. and Shayna Baszler. As much as I'm, I'm a big fan of Shayna, they are doing nothing with those tag titles. So yeah. you could have put those tag titles on NXT where they would thrive, and you could also spotlight Raquel and Dakota on Raw and SmackDown. But no, what do we do? You get more. You, NXT, you get your own set of tag titles too, which yeah. mind boggles me. You get me, titles and you get titles. And which <laughs> mind boggles me because if this was the idea the whole time to bring in NXT women's tag titles, what was the point of the fucking Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler match? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's the problem. I actually like, I mean, I agree and I see why people are uh, so furious over the fact that NXT is bringing in their own set of titles. I don't mind it so much because, like, they will actually be utilized there and we're going to get some really great matches there. I mean, like we saw on Wednesday. And they have teams there and they have just most stacked women's division and they just keep bringing in more women. So I think those tag titles will be fine. But, yeah, what was the point of having Nia and Shayna go to NXT and then you do that whole angle where they got screwed over and then basically you don't follow up on that and it doesn't look like they're following up on that and that's it. And it's just kind of like, why was that? Like, why did they even go through it? Like, why why bother? And then also, while I'm 
I'm more on the positive end, kind of like what you said. I think these NXT tag titles are going to thrive in NXT. They're going to be used properly. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi taking the titles away from Raquel and Dakota so yeah, quickly. No. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. One, they're new titles, right? Two, I get that Raquel is going to go face off Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship, which is fine mm. and it's clean. But... I want to just throw this out there, and this I'm a I like Raquel Gonzalez. I'm a big fan of her, and she's destined to do great things. But I don't. People have this misconception with her that she was like this like um, breakout star of the year last year. No, she started getting hot half of the way. Yeah, towards at the tail end. It wasn't a whole year thing. Don't get me wrong. She stood out. Like when you talk about people that stood out in 2020, yeah, absolutely, she did. Stay out, like you know. They she got that big pin on Io Shirai at War Games. Like you know, she's been spot like great. She's great. I love everything about her. But not everything has to be rushed. Why do we need right. to get this Io Shirai match now? Let Raquel and Dakota, which both of them have been doing so much amazing work for NXT in the last year, let them rock with the tag titles for a while, and then later on in the year we could put um this program for Io and Raquel together like whether it's just for a SummerSlam or maybe like somewhere in may or june or something why everything got to be rushed let them rock with the tag titles for a bit man like not everything needs to be rushed let's get this idea that raquel has been was great the whole year of 2020 no it was half that year yeah well you knew when she got the pin on eo at at the war games right they were like setting up for her to be the next challenger and then they didn't they didn't do anything to follow that up so i felt like they were waiting for like the wrestlemania weekend takeover and and here we go but, you know, my problem from the get-go with this opening segment of NXT, right, where, like, William Regal announces the new championships, and then he just hands them to Dakota yeah. and Raquel. Yep. Like, as if they, like, just deserve it. Now, okay, before everybody starts coming on my head, yeah, I understand that they won the Dusty uh, Cup. I get that. And I get that they just challenged Nia and Shayna. I get it. But that means that they automatically just should be handed the, the belts? Right. Like, why, like, why didn't – my thing here is, like, they definitely didn't decide that they wanted to bring in NXT women's tag titles until like last week. I'm, I'm convinced because if this was the plan the whole entire time, how come uh, the reward for winning the Dusty Cup instead wasn't of just the tag titles? A trophy wasn't the tag titles. Right. Also, too, if you're going to introduce the tag titles and then you're going to end up doing a match for the tag titles in the same night, anyways, why not just have the match be for the tag titles? Be for the, the the first ever championships. Yeah. Why give them? Because you know now it's like, oh, who are the first champions? Well, technically it's Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but who the hell's gonna remember that? Because they barely no. they held it for an hour. <laughs> it's so nuts. That, that's why they could have saved this whole segment. Which I'm like I said, I'm still not the fan of them introducing tag titles to NXT. But they could have just saved this segment where maybe Regal was gonna tease to hand them to him, and then Ember Moon and Shotzi gets in there and be like, well, wait a minute. Why do they get handed the tag titles? Just because they, they got screwed last week? No. Let them earn those tag titles and let's yeah. have a match. Storyline it. That's all you had to do and it would and I would have felt better about the segment. But no. You give these titles. You just hand these titles to these two women. Yes, they're deserving, but they didn't win anything because it wasn't established that the Dusty Cup was for those titles. Right. right. That's like when they handed Asuka the women's championship after Becky Lynch gave it up just because she won the, the money in the bank. right the night before or whatever right like it's just like stupid like i just don't understand the logic behind that yeah dude i'm not don't get me wrong it was a great match between uh you know between both teams and and 
and I will say, I, I am a fan of uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi together. They're tremendous. Uh, I like them too. I still think the tank is fucking atrocious, but I do like them. I'm a big fan of Ember Moon. What will make that tank better for you? Nothing. Mario. I don't want. I don't want to see it on TV. Nothing. At least it got bigger. That's, I, what, that's what she like said. I like, you know, dude. I hate that fucking tank so much, and I feel like Shotzi also. I feel while she's great in the ring, she's a yeah. great look. One of my biggest criticisms with her, I feel like she's too animated at times, and I feel like she's dropped that down a bit. Where now I feel like it's more natural when she cuts promos, and maybe that's yeah. a help with Ember Moon too. Um, I'm a big fan of Ember Moon. I feel like Ember Moon is in her own element when she's in NXT mm -hmm. compared how she was yeah. getting utilized yeah. in Raw and SmackDown. I love this parent, and don't get me wrong, I I they deserve to be NXT tag champs. I'm not saying that, but. I just feel like the way it was introduced and how it progressed, not including the match because the match was great. I just didn't like the way they told this story. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know any how anybody could. Like I said, just didn't make sense logically. Again, you, you like I said, you do this whole angle with Nia and Shayna, and now they're never coming back, and it's just kind of like, well, that was a waste of time. Like they had just had no like nothing to do with anything that we saw this past week. It's just like, like I said, I just don't understand why they do these type of things and. This is not something I expect from NXT, so it's kind of like, yeah. man, are they turning into like the main roster? Like, is somebody else taking over down there? Because, you know, this is, doesn't seem like something Triple H like like he he thinks like us, you mm -hmm. know, like Triple H thinks logically, and it just doesn't seem like something that Triple H would come up with. Like, I, I just I, I don't know. I, yeah, this was this was not logical at all. But um, there there were some more announcements, and I guess we'll, I'll tie this up with tie this with the main event. So we got a great main event in NXT: Finn Balor, Adam Cole. These two mm -hmm. can these two right. never put on a bad match to the point where it's like, man, just I don't understand why this match couldn't have been at Mania. But that's another conversation for another day. Because it would blow every other match on the card out of the water. That's why they'd probably be embarrassed. Right. So we get this amazing match. Balor goes over. We get Kyle Riley, you know, showing up, returning. I'm convinced this match needs to main event takeover, which leads to the announcement that we got in NXT this past week, which too big for just one night. We're going to get two nights of takeover, stand and deliver. Ba um, Cole and O'Reilly have to have a main event match in one of these two nights. And it has to be like yeah. no DQ, no disqualification. Just let these two beat the shit out of each other because we've seen the stuff that they've done in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, it's... I'm pretty convinced that it, you know, we talked about this, I think, probably last week, too, uh, where, like, you know, if they're going to do the two-night takeover, maybe, you know, uh, somebody faces Finn and then, you know, gets the number one contendership in that match, something like that. I don't know, like, or vice versa. But it looks like, you know, you need two big main events. It looks like it's, it's got to be Cole and O'Reilly on one night and then Finn Balor defending the championship against Mr. Carrion Cross on the other night. But, um, yeah, I agree. No DQ, some street fight, some, like, you know, hardcore style match because this is a this is a blood feud right now. Uh, I just wanted uh, Rico, our boy Rico from the Ricans of Wrestling, mm -hmm. he goes on that. the Raquel uh, Gonzalez situation. It was like, oh, just to put a stat line that she's the first ever champion and just bring it up during her matches. I get that, but everybody's going to remember her as – a champion that only held it for an hour. Like, you know, that's if people even remember. That's like that Ray Mysterio. So, like, <laughs> like, that doesn't, that really doesn't do anything for Raquel. And also with yeah. this Raquel and Io Shirai story, like, do we really need it now? I would have, I would have much rather seen Dakota and Raquel hold those tag titles for a while and then visit this story 
somewhere down the line. Like we don't. That's the problem with WWE at times. And I'm like going back to what you said, Ryan. I'm surprised it's happening now in NXT. They rush. They're rushing things now. We don't yeah. need to see the rush of the rise of Raquel Gonzalez. I'm sorry. We don't need that. Let her rock these tag titles with Dakota. They deserve that. They do. It, it's just funny because like they have the most stacked women's division, right? And they'll tell you that like five thousand times throughout the whole entire NXT broadcast on Twitter. You know, they'll they'll say like NXT just loves to shove down your throat that like they have the best women's division. Okay, we we all understand, we all get it. They have insane depth in that division. They keep signing more women like they just did recently. The problem is they only showcase two people at a time, and that's the champion and who the challenger is going to be. Now, I know we've been seeing Zoe Stark in action, which is great, but obviously she just got there, so she's not going climbing the ranks to face EO for the championship just yet. But it's kind of like, okay, you have this EO and Tony program. Well, you didn't want to put the belt on Tony, and then you wanted to set up another match. So you, you brought Mercedes Martinez into the mix just so she could eat the pin. Okay. And then you had another Tony and EO match, which we just saw. Okay, great match, but you never had plans to put the belt on Tony. Mm-hmm. So then you have Tony lose clean. So obviously how is she going to get another match? So you need another challenger to come into the mix. But who else have they built up to be another challenger besides somebody like Raquel Gonzalez, you know? Or, I mean, I guess you can make an argument that it could be like somebody like Ember Moon or, or somebody like that. But the problem is they don't, just don't, they don't build, like, the next challenger. Like, you just don't – like, after Raquel and, and Io, who's going to be the next challenger? Right. I don't know. I mean, they have time to build somebody up, but they just probably won't because they'll just be focused on those two women as a prominent, you know, as the two prominent people in the women's division. It's just kind of like, I don't know. You just have people doing nothing. That was the problem when you had Deanna Perrazzo there, for example, just did nothing, came into job. You have people like uh, Santana Gary, for example, who's floating around just jobbing and doing nothing. Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie just signed. Taya, yeah. We have. Actually, I don't even know if you noticed, but in the backstage segment with um, when you know the women are congratulating Shotzi and Ember when they come backstage with the titles, Taya Valkyrie is actually one of the women standing. I there. missed that. Yeah, go back and watch oh. that. You can see her there. Yeah, it's but it's it's like it's almost as if it's not a big deal. She and did it's so a funny job because when she first came into Impact, she looked like a goddamn star. The yes. first time she arrived, why can't like why now that they signed her a couple of weeks ago? Why couldn't she? Why hasn't she been on the show yet? Bro, I mean, you could. You, I guess this is a, you know, uh, an easy way out. But after this week's match, what? What if Ty would have just came out and just had a face off with Eo? That's what I'm saying. Like, like at least make it known that you signed a top woman who's going to compete in this women's division at the highest level and is gunning right for Eo Shirai. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I, I I want them to rush that, but I'm just saying establish it almost as like if what AEW did with Christian, they had him go right for the world championship. Make it seem like this person coming in is a big deal and is a big star and is gunning right for the top prize right off the bat. Right. Because, you know, you signed Ty Valkyrie. What are you going to wait another few months to have her debut? For what? I can't. Are you going to sit on the sideline? For what reason? Yo, she is that I, damn good. Let her go now. I can't believe I fucking missed that. I can't believe she was in yeah. that segment. Yeah, I, I'm, they, I'm sure a lot of people missed it, though, because it just wasn't. It's not something that they expected you to see, but I guess to fill more women involved in that segment. Nah, I know. I know. But you can't treat someone like Taya like that. She should not I be know, in there. I know. Oh, all right. Yeah, so, it's the, terrible. Balor and Cross. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they can't have a good match, but I'm not really excited about it. 
Yeah, that's kind of uh, how I'm feeling about it as well. <laughs> just, uh, you know, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this has been rumored, right? Um, <laughs> but he's coming off fresh off his uh, his blood feud with Santos Escobar. And now he's coming back for the title. He's been back for how long now? How long has he he's has he been back now from this injury? It's got to be a couple months now. Uh, I want to say like maybe two months tops. Yeah, two or three months. And now, now he decides to come back for his championship. Conveniently, right in time for WrestleMania. Isn't, isn't that funny? <laughs> WrestleMania season, I should say. Well, listen, I do hope that they have a great match. But uh, as of right now, I'm not really excited. I'm more intrigued by Cole and O'Reilly. But you know what? That, that goes yeah. to show you... How much investment they put on the story of O'Reilly and Adam Cole because that match has me like you know glued in and invested to the point where it doesn't even need the title, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. I mean, you can you can make the case for whoever really wins that match and that feud would probably be next in line for the championship, you would think. But yeah, right now I'm just focused on those two beating the hell out of each other and not really concerned about the championship, to be honest. Uh, you know, Karrion Cross, his presentation, his character, dude, has one of the best entrances in wrestling. He yeah. really does. Like, I am glued to the screen every single time. The music hits. Uh, Scarlet is is awesome in that. Yeah. Uh, the smoke, the you know, the black and white effect. I think it's tremendous. And one day at WrestleMania, it's going to be something special. All uh, right. I just don't think I just don't think Karrion Cross is the best technical wrestler I've ever seen. Um, and just I feel like. You go from a match like Adam Cole and Finn Balor, where they're just killing it, mm-hmm. insane chemistry. Both guys can go at the highest level, and you have Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. I mean, let, let's see what happens. Right. Let's see if Finn can get a good match out of him. Uh, you know, Finn's known to do that, but yeah, right now uh, on paper, I feel like really I feel like Karrion Cross. It's hit or miss with him when it comes to an in-ring yeah. standpoint, where he needs to really have the right dancing partner, and that's not like yeah. me, uh, me trying to uh, yeah, but defend Karrion cr- Cross. But he just needs to have the right. He needs to have the right dancing partner, and he also needs to be uh, motivated. Because I feel like what he did with Santo yeah. Escobar a couple weeks ago, I thought that was really entertaining. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at what he did with Keith Lee. Right. That wasn't so much fun. Right. You know. So, but I, I will say I do love the that closing scene though with. Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, where Finn doesn't even look over his shoulder and he says, you know, what took you so long? And then he, the camera pans over to him just standing there. I did like that because, uh, you know, they'll probably make a big deal about, oh, how he, you know, Finn, Finn will probably say, oh, you know, uh, I expected you to come back for the title, but why did it take you this long? You were dodging me and this and that. You're waiting for the, your right moment or something like that. So I, I did like how they, they mentioned that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I don't know, like I said. So Ryan, let me. Winning? I don't know. So Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this because this is going to be more of your avenue when it comes to this topic. So, WrestleMania tickets—they go on sale this week. Uh, oh, you God, know, you've been te- you've been teasing it the past couple of weeks that you're going to go. Um, but also, WrestleVotes came out this week. They put out a tweet that man did it make the rounds. A month away from WrestleMania. And they are rearranging everything, and they have no clue what to do. And based on what we saw on Friday Night SmackDown, I'm 100% sure that we're going to get a triple threat match for that Universal title. So talk to me about WrestleMania tickets, tickets, and talk Uh, to me about what the fuck are they doing with this card, bro? Well, first off, everybody wish me luck, please, of getting WrestleMania tickets because, uh, you know, I... 
I just feel like these are going to be very hard to get with the current situation, with uh, how they're separating these tickets with Man, you got this, and, Ryan. You got this, You got this. this. You got oh, this. We have faith in you. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to need some uh, some luck on my side. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, that tweet from Wrestle Votes, man, I love it, where he says, back to square one. Back to square one. I'm looking at my invisible watch. Back to square one. It's March 14th. <laughs> How are they back to square one? WrestleMania is in a few weeks. You have two nights to fill, and you're back to square one. You don't have a general idea of what each night's going to look like outside of like the, the two main events mm-hmm. or the two big matches that you, that you have planned for the world championships and, and for the women's championship. Dude, honestly, nothing surprises me with Vince anymore. I don't know how he does it. My stress level would be up to here. I don't know how he's okay with this. But as far as the SmackDown world title plans go – I would not be shocked at this point if Daniel Bryan gets inserted in here. And um, there's a couple of ways that they could go about this, too. Because, obviously, Edge versus Roman one-on-one, nobody really wants to see Roman lose this championship. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if Edge wins, it would be a great moment. You know, after his comeback and everything that he's been through, and who wouldn't want to see Edge hold up that world championship at WrestleMania? At the same time, everybody's enjoying Roman, so it would kill his momentum. But you insert Daniel Bryan into the mix – you can have Edge win, and you can have him pin Daniel Bryan without hurting Roman Reigns, and then you can have Roman go after Edge at the very next pay-per-view and have him beat Edge and win the championship back and then continue rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, you just give Edge that WrestleMania moment, and then, you know, that's it, because I'm sure Edge is still going to be a part-time wrestler. He's not going to be around full-time. Um, so I'd be okay with that. The other thing is Daniel Bryan is becoming more over than Edge. Yeah. He's becoming the better babyface mm-hmm. than Edge. So you want to see Daniel Bryan be involved more so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just, I don't think that's what they're going for. So it could be a WrestleMania 30 type scenario (laughs) where they are forced to put Daniel Bryan back in a high profile main event at WrestleMania just because of how good he's doing right now. I I just am mind boggled at how they don't see how the fans are going to latch on to somebody like Daniel Bryan in this case. So what does that tell you? So what does that basically tell you? That we're here March 4th. touch? Exactly. You know what it it is, too? Good job. Because the second Edge won the Rumble, I feel like people were very, very interested on a potential Roman Reigns Edge storyline, right? You know, you could throw in the, the whole spear versus spear aspect of it. You know, Roman being like this fucking video game top boss like you know end of the game type boss type figure that he is now and then they got backed into the corner at elimination chamber the chamber of elimination where you could have easily had cesaro win it and then have a a nice match with roman reigns a competitive match where roman could be cesaro but cesaro would get over it would have done yeah it would have been one of those scenarios where cesaro catching an l from roman would have still helped him out but no, they gave Daniel Bryan, but they screwed Daniel Bryan in the process. So how are you not going to have sympathy for this guy? And like what you right. said, now, after the promo that Daniel Bryan cut two weeks ago, it's like, wait a minute. Daniel Bryan has a point. So he's being he's being a better baby face and edge at this point. And I can't stand the way they are portraying edge in this storyline. Edge is so furious that Daniel Bryan 
watch Roman Reigns after he won the Royal Rumble. Really? The ultimate opportunities. Furious. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Should we just forget about everything that Edge has done in his career? Now, like, don't get me wrong. He's still that. my guy, though. He's still my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> He's still my guy. Because I'm also an ultimate opportunist, all right? <laughs> but, but that's not here or there. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, and, and just even besides that, it's like the logic. Edge wins the Royal Rumble. You get your championship match on the grandest stage at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Who can, You still have two pay-per-views in between there. No shit somebody else is going to get an opportunity before you because there's still two more pay-per-views before WrestleMania. So why is Edge so furious? I just don't get it, man. I don't understand why... They're having him look like such a goof. Again, he's getting this match at WrestleMania. Why would he want the match at Fastlane instead? What, what does he think? Roman's not going to defend the championship there? This is also the problem of why you put another pay-per-view so close to WrestleMania. You want to have the Elimination Chamber? Okay. That's always been in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's kind of a way to get uh, a number one contender you know, in place for the other championship for yeah. the guy who doesn't win the Royal Rumble, for example. But why is Fastlane needed so close to WrestleMania? No wonder everybody's getting behind Daniel Bryan. Because mm -hmm. now, how do you, how does he just lose at Fastlane? And then, how is he not involved in this program? Because if he's not involved in this program, he ain't on this card. Huh? Yeah. He has nothing else going for him so close to the show. He is not going to be on this card then. Speaking of not being an, on, on, you know, on the WrestleMania card, we're, a month, we're less than a month away from WrestleMania. And yep. AJ fucking Styles is a current active wrestler on the WWE and has no fucking program. Yep. If he's not in a high-profile match at WrestleMania, which as of right now, it looks like he's not going to be. Back to square something's one. Something's fucking wrong. AJ, if you're listening to this podcast, quit. Start making phone calls to fucking Tony. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. But you could say that about a lot of superstars, too. Obviously, him in particular, because he's one of their massive stars. But you could say that about a lot of people, where they just have no direction right now. And no wonder why the the plans are, are in limbo and back to square one. It's because I just don't see any feuds forming besides the ones that are already set in stone, which is like Sasha and Bianca, Bobby and Drew, you know, obviously Edge, Roman, Bryan. Obviously, we got a tease of Charlotte and Asuka. But what else are we getting teases of? Okay, you know, you have Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Okay. But everybody else is just like, you know, Kevin Owens, for example. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? Then that guy was a massive part of, of you know, the top program with Roman Reigns from December all the way till, you know, recently. What is he doing at WrestleMania? That's why I really enjoyed back when we would get the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania, the interpromotional yeah, ladder matches, because yeah. you would get, you know, you get eight guys in there where they kill each other. It's a fucking, it's always an entertaining match, and there's some, you know, there's some high stakes. And is at one point, the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania was one of the, like, people wanted to... The highlights. Like, it was yeah, one of the highlights. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of it becoming its own pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it no, more at Mania. No, I but uh, you mentioned No Direction, okay? When you talk about no direction, the one person comes into mind that has been reported very miserable and requested his release this past Monday night. Oh, yeah. And that's Andrade. And I cannot blame this guy, bro. This is a guy that the second he got paired up with Zelina Vega, which she's now 
not with the WWE anymore. And NXT, man, what a great pairing. He became NXT World Champion. They get moved on to Raw. It was like stop and go, but he had a nice little United States Championship run there. But what a fucking miss, bro, with both of them. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? And you can't even use the excuse, oh, well, he doesn't speak English. You know what? Because you're doing the same thing to fucking Aleister Black. Well, that's the point. That's why Zelina's with him is to be his mouthpiece, right? So, like, it's just, like you said, uh, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Andrade, and I'm going to throw Ali in there. You can even throw Keith Lee in there. You can even throw Keith Lee Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, you can throw Keith Lee in there. Okay, five people who can easily be the face, the five faces of the company, the five next big stars. And you, you just ruined it. You, you ruined every single one of them. Now, granted, Ali's been on television. Okay, thank, thank goodness. Oh That's man, but that, but that doesn't oh, give it a, a oh, green man, light. Oh man, retribution just thrived. Oh, come on, <laughs> so good, man. Wow, he, he, he looks like a star. Let me tell you. The other guys are nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. I don't know what the hell's up with Keith Lee. I know he might be injured or something like that. Okay, whatever. I know he, he was showcased for a little bit when he first got called up. Okay, but Andrade and Alistair Black, man. Un- unreal how you have these guys on your roster and you're not doing a damn thing with them. You'd rather put other guys on television who nobody wants to see over these guys. It's just unbelievable. Now, Andrade's request got denied, obviously. He's not getting out of his contract. Vince is not letting anybody like him out of the- his contract early uh, if he asks for the release. With all the AEWs and impacts and everything – uh, being as big as they are now, he's just not going to want to lose these guys like that so soon to these to these companies. But if your contract runs out, there's nothing Vince can do about it. So I don't know when Andrade's contract is up, but man, he gets I, out. I'd love to see him in New Japan. That I'd yes, love to see him go back there. That's what I want him to go. LIJ. I want. I I know everybody's like, he could go to aid. No, I want to yeah, see him in New yeah. Japan. Imagine yeah. him and Zelina in New Japan. Zelina cutting yeah. those promos for him, and then him yeah. cutting promos in Spanish. Like I want to see them two in New Japan as a pairing. Like whenever his contract is up, let's reunite these two again. Let like, them go let them New- be free the way they were supposed to. Oh be. my God, I would love to see them two in New Japan, bro. Really, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I want him to go. I, I agree with you 100. Everybody wants him to go to AEW, and obviously wouldn't hate that one bit. But I feel like you know New Japan is the place for him, man. Yeah. I mean, God, G1 climax, dude, mm-hmm. freaking. Uh, being a part of LIJ, uh, just, you know. But just anything, uh, anything. I want to see him man. on screen. like Right, right. Even if you went to Impact. I don't, I don't, I mean. Hey, I, I, like, listen, hey. <laughs> listen, we, we crap on it all we want. But, yo, even if he had, like, a quick cup of coffee in Ring of Honor with Roosh and Dragon his, Lee and Kenny Roosh, King. Yeah, with his Ingobernables. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, hey, honestly, I would tune into Ring of Honor and watch him. <laughs> <laughs> I really would you because would, it, it's better than what he's doing now. You would get the 3 a.m. Nebraska feed online. <laughs> oh, go oh, goody. Good. That's a that's a great time slot, bro. Dude, it's, it's unbelievable, man. No wonder why they get all these viewers. <laughs> <laughs> that's prime time for the cows. Um, but but no, again, it's just being able to see these guys, these talents. Again, they, I don't like what the WWE does when they feel threatened. They just go ahead and just sign people just to sign people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? the problem. So what have they been doing lately? You just let go half of your roster back in April of last year, April, May, around there. Remember when they had like a whole exodus and they blamed it on Corona and they got a whole bunch of people fired? 
But now you just signed as many people because now you feel threatened by this whole, you know, the, the forbidden door that Mario talks about here. So with all that going on, like, let him go. Let him go. But now we know they're not going to because that, that is now a direct threat to the WWE. Don't you think that they're looking out to see what Selena Vega is doing? Of course they are. Yeah. It's I, somebody, I think it was Voices of Wrestling on Twitter posted this too. And it's just mm-hmm. like, all the guy wants to do is work, yeah. right? Like he doesn't want, uh, he just doesn't want to collect a paycheck sitting in catering all these years. He's not, he's not that type of guy. He's so young and his potential is being so wasted, just sitting there doing nothing, collecting a paycheck. But all the guy wants to do is work. If he yeah. wants to work, either put him on television or let him go to work. You know, don't be so threatened about him going to AEW if you're not using him anyways. Like, why would you care if he goes to AEW? Why? Because you're afraid he's going to become a massive star? Well, then well then, you make him your own massive star. He's on your roster right now. You have that opportunity. I just don't get it. Uh, hey, hey, Vince. According uh, to Vince, Vince, Andrade uh, requested at least... Who's Andrade? <laughs> uh, you you know Andrade. He was with Zelina Vega. He dates Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte's boyfriend. Why you want to get out of his contract for? Uh, he says he's miserable. What do you mean he's miserable? Talk to Charlotte. He could get through. She could get through his head. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh man, I, I feel bad for Andrade. I really hope that he doesn't have much left in his contract. Where then yeah, he yeah. can't. Vince WWE can't do nothing, right? But you know what? Knowing WWE, they're petty. So this is what would happen. Like a month after his before his contract is up, they will fire him. So then that adds ninety days. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or yeah. or they'll give him a title for like a day and say, "Hey, if you sign, we'll give you everything you want." Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, all of a sudden, you'll see uh, you'll see him coming out, and there'll be some like massive storyline with him and Charlotte Flair, and he'll just be like positioned as like this top guy, like a week before his like contract's supposed to run out or something. Every, everything they that they've they been asking for. Yeah. They give you what you want. You resign and then they just drop you again, you know. All right, let's uh let's kind of end in in somewhat of a happy note, all right? Because you know this Andre Andrade stuff is it's a bit sad. Uh, Molly Holly, Molly Holly, she's gonna get her 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 just due. Uh, they did this announcement on WWE's The Bump, where Hurricane got Hurricane Shane Helms got very emotional and told her that she was gonna get inducted to the 2021 Hall of Fame. Which then came out some news about the Hall of Fame that it's gonna be both classes, 2021 and 2020. Which I hope that the 2021 class is not that big. So, oh man, because it's gonna be a lot of fucking speeches. But I am happy for Molly Holly being inducted to the Hall of Fame. I feel like she's an unsung hero. She's helped out so many women in the in the whole women's wrestling world, not just WWE. And I feel like in her time, she was ahead of her time. I think she was a great talent, um, very entertaining. And I'm a big fan of Molly Holly, and I got to meet her, and she was a very nice person. So uh, I'm happy for Molly Holly. So congratulations to her. And she could still go. Yes, In the yes. year of 2021, we've seen her in Women's Royal Rumbles. Uh, yeah, totally deserving, 100%. I was so happy when I saw this, too. Uh, you know, like I said, if there's anybody who deserves to be a headliner, which I would assume she would be, depending on how big this class is, it's definitely her. Um, you know, a lot of women today, like, uh, for example, Keegan Knox and Bailey being two of them, uh, Molly Holly was a huge inspiration to them growing up. And you know, Beth Phoenix, too. Yes, yeah. Beth was going off about it. Gave her a shout out on NXT. Um, you know, it was it was a pretty good, uh, fun, cool 
type of heartfelt moment when um, Hurricane Shane Helms was in, you know, announcing to her that she'd be involved in this. And um, but yeah, as far as the Hall of Fame goes, I mean, yeah, dude, uh, they're gonna do the whole 2020 class and a 2021 class. <laughs> yep. There better be three people tops in this 2021 class. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I like the Hall of Fame. I, I like to. You know, it's 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 a cool night to just uh, listen to some of like the fun stories and and hearing him from like their perspective and stuff like that. And some things like you just have no idea about. And I enjoy that. I really do. But man, these have just been so long over the past few years that I just have no interest. And you know, I've been on a streak now where I've been at well, not last year, obviously, but I've been at the most uh, the three recent WrestleManias with fans, thirty three, thirty four, thirty five. And, uh, you know, I was out doing stuff on the night of the Hall of Fame ceremony, you know, with mm-hmm. all the WrestleMania right. weekend shenanigans. So I never I didn't watch the Hall of Fame. Uh, I did go to the 33 and 34 Hall of Fames. And, you know, 33 was good. 34 was just way too long. And the only reason why I went to them is because um, I did the, the travel package. So right. you get the tickets involved. And, you know, the who, people who I went there with um, wanted to see it for themselves, too. And for the first time. So, you know, I had no problems going with. But my God, man, this shit is so fucking long. I, I, I just, it's, it's so hard to sit through all those speeches when they're all like thirty to forty minutes long. And some of them should just really need to be cut short, or go the baseball or football route and just have three people, four people, mm-hmm. you know, big people involved, and uh, just you know, then you can go as long as you want. You know, you can do hour speeches for, for each person, which I'm not fond of but you could if you wanted to and it would still be like a two-hour hall of fame you know what i'm saying so we, it's, we talked about this two years ago mm-hmm. on the last hall of fame when it was out here in new york new jersey i said and it was a very after the the what happened with brett and that whole situation i said on here i said on here hey the hall of fame shouldn't even be for fans i'm sorry fans should not be allowed a hall of fame it should just be yeah. for the boys and the women and anybody associated in their rest in in their families to be at, at that ceremony i'm sorry fans do not deserve to be in the hall of fame if you're a fan watch it on the network or now watch it on peacock aka watch it on there um don't i'm sorry you know wrestling fans don't deserve it you know we saw what happened to brett i feel so bad that that kind of partially besides all the shenanigans that ring of honor did at the g1 supercard when i found out what happened to brett that partially ruined my night yeah it did yeah yeah well it definitely ruined the current match that was going on when everybody's like looking at their phones to see the news uh, i forgot what match that was but yeah it kind of took you out of it for a little bit i agree with you 100 though I, I feel like you know and not even just putting that aside you know the marks that'll chant stupid shit, you know, yeah. um, just kind of, you know, just there's no place for that. You know, I, you, you don't need to be chanting stupid things at, at, at these people during the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, it's just not it's not the place for it, you know, so I, I agree 100 percent. And uh, I'm curious to see where they do this Hall of Fame ceremony and curious to see how it comes off. And they're going to do it at the Thunderdome. Yeah, right. Probably they'll have a bunch of marks on the screen instead <laughs> of, of being there in person. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> You know? um, uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know what? It, it's uh, and, and we'll wrap up with this. Um, yo, even even during like the tail end of a pandemic, right? Hopefully that, that we are in the tail end and things are starting to open back up. And obviously WrestleMania is back in business. They've done. They even threw in a moniker back in business or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they're having shows. You know, obviously they announced two nights of takeover, or whatever. They're still trying to counter program 
everything else is happening with Mania Weekend, like, you know, with the, the GCW the Collective and the IWTV Showcase of the Independence. They're still trying to counter everything else that's going on. And listen, I'm sorry. Friday night, I'm not watching SmackDown that week. I'm going to be watching Spring Break. Spring Break. That's yeah. what I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, they, they're throwing the second night of TakeOver on the same night as Bloodsport on that mm -hmm. Thursday. Uh, which, so you, you know, kind of you got some but... decisions to make, my friend. Oh, dude, do I ever? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to secure Mania tickets before I think about anything else. Because right. uh, that's just number one priority, because if I swing and miss on that, I ain't even going to Tampa in the first place. So, uh, yeah, follow on Twitter at Lucha Outsiders and uh, you will definitely be updated on my ticket adventure because it's going to be an adventure. And let me tell you. I didn't miss this. I haven't bought tickets for anything for over a year. I didn't miss this unnecessary stress that I'm about to have. <laughs> right. So you're already stressed out. You were stressed out last week with the. Through. You were stressed out last week to the ending of the, uh, a revolution. Now you're stressed out about tickets. Dude, wrestling stresses me out. I might have to go find a new hobby. I don't know. <laughs> Pick up knitting. All right. <laughs> I think knitting. that that's it for today. Uh, today's episode. And yoga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we're going to talk about the finals of the New Japan Cup and everything else that transpired this week and I think next week isn't it uh, Fastlane next week which is really a speed bump yes yes it is so we'll uh, preview that Ryan uh, thank you so much for everything you're doing on Twitter bro uh, plug away man hell yeah at Lucha Outsiders follow it follow it follow it on Twitter I'm the straight shooter every tweet you see uh, retweet favorite or just engage man I, I just love everybody who's been uh, you know just all the feedback to everything I post. Uh, I see Jessica Hoffman in, in the chat right now too. She's been very active on Twitter. I appreciate her replying to all, you know, my stuff on there. And I just love to interact with people on there. So definitely uh, don't be shy. And uh, you can follow my personal page if you want at Ryan underscore Martirano at Wrestle Radar, Twitter and Instagram at Royal Ramble Wrestling on Instagram. Leo. Losradio.com and show football Leo. That's it. It's quick. Easy. That's quick. Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. Yeah. All right, real quick. I actually got a shout out real quick. Um, I want to shout out Off the Rope. Uh, their uh, wrestling merch uh, line. Oh, so you're telling me you have a shout out, but you don't have to look for it on your phone? Nah, man. I, I got uh, one right already. You know, have, you know, you got it ready to go. I'm ready know? to go. You know, pre-production. I'm, I'm a straight shooter, not on Twitter like Ryan, but I am a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out my gimmick. All right. No, no, no. no that's all you, bro. That. That's all. No heat. No bro. heat. No bro. heat. Bro. No heat. Yeah. <laughs> we cool. We cool. We cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I even get heat, and I'm the one that gave them the <laughs> <laughs> No, but shout outs to Off the Rope. They have a wrestling merch line. They put out a really, really dope Bret Hart shirt. Oh yes. Oh, dude. I ended I ended up hitting him up. Uh, I was like, dude, I need the shirt. And, you know, so shout outs to him. Hopefully, uh, if you guys are interested in this Bret Hart shirt, cop it because uh, while supplies last. You can find me at Rated R since 87. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> Notice how I put emphasis yeah, on nice. Twitter. Also, which is something we never plug, but we should start plugging, bro. Because, you know, people are, are reaching out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And Facebook yeah. and people listen to the podcast. Yes. Listen, if you support the Lucha Outsiders, right? Oh yeah. If you support the old man Leo. Me. If you support Ryan. And my Radar, nineteen kids. And you support me that I hate everyone, right? If you really support the podcast and the brand that we're building, yo, grab some merch, bro. Head over to yeah. luchaoutsiders.com. You forgot about that shit. You know, pick up a shirt, pick up a hat. You can even pick up a mask, because you know, we're still in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. 
So hey, <laughs> just buy just buy some merch, bro. Support the Lucha Outsiders, all right? And you get no, to pick. Be- it to you. Yeah, you get to pick between the different designs. When we started with the whole like um, C plus plus Lucha Outsiders looking logo, and then we got to the one that we have now. Yeah, which wow, those um, are dope ass designs. Those are fresh, man. You wear that out in public, the chicks will come flying at you. Come where on, the bitches you at? Buy it. And, and with that, I don't think we can end it better than that. So, Ryan, we're going to end it with what that. There was no better way of ending the show with... Ryan just said it right there. Ryan just said it right there. If they only... If the, Enough said. If the friends of the show, the Fods, only listen to the conversation we were having before the show started. <laughs> before. All I'm going to say is Gatorade bottles and a pulse. That's all I'm going to say. What were we talking? Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> fun show, guys. Fun show. We covered everything. I think we pissed off both the AEW fan base and the WWE fan base. This shouldn't be Mission pissed off. Yeah, you'll be Mission fine. Accomplished. You'll be fine. But I like pissing people off, bro. Okay, Boomer. We do. We do. We piss them off on Instagram. Ryan's pissing them off on Twitter. And I'm just pissing. <laughs> you're, you're just pissing them off on the show. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I got enough of those. Wait till they see what we got coming up. Yeah, next uh, week should be fun. Next should week I tell you? I shouldn't tell you. No. Shut up, Leo. Shut Not up. Yet. Shut up. Leo. Sorry. Next week should be fun. We got the finals of the New Japan Cup. Yes. Hell yeah. I for that. I think uh, Ryan's prediction might be right. Fingers crossed. He's doing Bro. good so far, so let's not jinx We got... 14 shows that we produce out of LosRadio.com. That's great. 14 shows. Hey, hey, Lucha was the first one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Lucha and Shofu Buleo. Hey, they're both the same day. Right, but, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a special bond there that will never be separated. Which one? Go All right. For the old man, Leo. <laughs> for the straight shooter, Ryan Radar. I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Till Ooh. next time, keep it Radar. And stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night, Ben.